Gotham City, like any other large metropolis, abounds in girls of all shapes and sizes. Debutantes, nurses, stenographers, and librarians. Gotham City Library, Miss Gordon speaking. Lopez hair removal, this is Jose. Holy transformation. One minute, plain Barbara Gordon, librarian and Commissioner Gordon's daughter. And the next minute, something new has been added. Batgirl, modeled after her idol, Batman. Holy apparition! No, boy wonder, I'm Batgirl. You are no longer alone, Cape Crusaders. It took me three years to track down the Jade Gatto, and three more to figure out how to steal it. Funny, it only took me ten minutes to figure out how to snatch it back. No matter how you do it, crime doesn't pay girls. And this is Batgirl to Oracle to Batgirl, the Barbara Gordon Podcast, episode 25.5 for August MMXI. Episode 25.5 is brought to you by this message on friendship. Doesn't Felicia look radiant? Well, maybe to you, but I'm holding the most beautiful girl in the room. I couldn't agree more. Uh, Harry. So you do remember my name. That's silly, Harry. You're my friend. If you look up friend in the dictionary, it says nothing about stealing away girlfriends. Listen, I didn't steal. But you did. And for that, I can never forgive you, ever. Thanks a lot, friend. He's got to accept the fact that I'm not his girlfriend anymore. I'm going to go talk to him. Batgirl to Oracle is also brought to you by MileHighComics.com, your new and collectible comic book store. Mile High Comics has an inventory of over 5 million comics from the gold, silver, bronze, and modern age, and over 100,000 trade paperbacks. If you're not into the vintage stock, Mile High Comics also has a subscription service called the New Issue Comics Express, offering a discounted price for comics ready to hit the shelves. Examples of the prices you may encounter are October's Batgirl No. 2 and Birds of Prey No. 2, both for $2.69. So if you're looking for vintage back issues or a great modern subscription service, be sure to check out milehighcomics.com. And this is it, folks. Naked podcasting at its best. There are no show notes, no holds bar, downright primal. It's Betty versus Felicia versus Heather versus Karen in a knockdown drag-out fight with shippers galore. That's right, the moment everyone has been waiting for, the SDCC highlight reel 2011. So I have Donovan. <laughs> I'll get you for this. I'll get you. It's the last thing I ever do. We have Josh. 
When he calls me Josh, I feel like a hundred years old. <laughs> I just read that. Yeah, I should have called you Mr. Bertoni. Oh, have... did you just read that one? I did. I just read that. And we have John. John Wilson is new to the uh, BTO here. Um, he hosts the Amazing Spider-Man Classics. Whenever I've been on this podcast for five minutes, I always wonder if, if I should ask them to marry them, me now or marry me later. I don't know what to do yet. Wow. That was really terrible. Sorry. That was supposed to be Karen, and it didn't work at all. <laughs> I got sure it. I got it. We'll know. We'll know. We'll know. If you've um, read Karen Page, no. <laughs> I, know, I like how we chose all Marvel characters, but we're primarily going to be talking about DC people, so that's kind of fun. Um, so this is kind of freeform, and I just want to go chronological. That's right. Um, you know, from, from day to day. So I would actually like to start at the very beginning because – People don't know what kind of hell, and I can say that at least, uh, we went through, uh, some more than others to be sure, but who started this whole thing to set the record straight, if you will? Who started everything, and uh, how did it progress? It was all Peter and his horrible secrets. Oh, dear. <laughs> um, well. was, was it you or was it you and I were going because of TBU, Josh, and I think that when we were talking to Stella about it, when Stella and I, Stella and us did that uh, Batwoman mystery, the Batwoman commentary, that's when we started talking about her going. And I don't know when the idea that us teaming up came along exactly. It all started with a man named Dustin, a man named Dustin with a dream. He had a dream to form the best Batman site ever called the Batman universe. That dream came true. And after that dream came true, his next dream was to take the Batman universe to San Diego with his good buddy Apple, you know, a big juicy fruits. <laughs> <laughs> I got to listen. I got to listen to that dream on their 2009 San Diego wrap up podcast, and it made me think, you know what? I'd like to have a dream too to go to San Diego. So I went in 2010, and it was a good dream, but it wasn't quite the dream that I wanted because my friends weren't there. So lo and behold, friend number one, Donovan, you know, he, uh, he was going to go, but, you know, um, his dream turned into a nightmare when some douche friend of his, you know, said, no, don't go to San Diego. But um, after, after uh, 2010 was over, uh, Stella said, so how much money does it cost to, um, you know, yeah. go to San Diego? And yeah. I said, oh, yeah. You, so I gave her an estimate. And um, luckily, Stella was able to find a, a generous donor uh, through Batgirl, the Oracle, to uh, help her go. Uh, well, we're going to leave that donor anonymous, I'm assuming. Yeah, I, I mean, unless that donor would like to be outed. Um, I, don't, I, I don't think he wants to be outed, per se. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Find out who this mysterious donor is on next year's Batgirl Oracle. Yeah, if people remember. Yeah. Sponsor half of Stella's trip next year, and you can find out who sponsored her this year. Oh my gosh, that'd be great, <laughs> no, yeah. Carly Simon did, like, some sort of an auction, and, like, whoever won the auction, she would say who your Sylvain was all about. Oh so, my uh, gosh, you're so vain. Yeah. And if you want to sponsor my trip to San Diego next year, that'd be cool too. I'm selling my body on eBay. Oh wow. Why not just a kidney? Why the whole body? So selling your virginity. Well, you can get better, uh, like for the parts individually, you can get better prices. I see, I see. So uh, I guess that brings us to the point of the dream, mm -hmm. the reality, where um, where Stella steps in, John steps in, and uh, Don steps in. And it was kind of a stressful process after that. Um, because then we had to do the, everything, 
Okay, let me. This is like ADD, I guess. All these thoughts are swimming around my head. So, my experience of really intense buying on the internet has been with Dave Matthews and my roommate, uh, first year of college, being on there right at the moment and kind of refresh, refresh, trying to type in everything really fast and everything gets sold out really quickly. And this is what it felt like to me for not only the hotels, but tickets as well. And we were kind of under pressure the entire time, even with press. So everyone sends in their press stuff. And if you want to be a press, you basically have to send in two pieces, uh, I guess at least one piece dated about 12 months um, that you've actually written. And then you need a letter from the actual creator of the site. So I originally wanted to go with Backworld Oracle. I really wanted to try to make a name for myself. And I thought this would be a good way to really promote myself and get myself out there. But that did not pan out for me. So I ended up going, and then I was in kind of a freak-out moment. Um, should I stop there and kind of, should we back up and, and what other people were doing, and then we'll continue through the freak-out moment? Uh, let's go ahead and freak out together. Okay. Freak so, out! I mean, when you're... Freak out! Oh, boy. Let freak say chic. Freak out! Oh, wow. Um, so... <laughs> It is pretty, it was scary. It was a scary moment to be turned down as press, and I thought, oh, no, what is going on? And as all that was happening on Facebook, there were at least probably five messages that basically said, Zach, where are you? What are you doing? Have you sent your stuff out? And that actually pushed me, even though I was kind of more ahead on the ball than, than poor Zach was, that pushed me to uh, actually... Um, send in my stuff for Spider-Man Crawl Space right away, and thanks be to God that I, I got in through that. But while all that was happening, now we can go back to other people's lives, because it's not just about me. Well, I, um, I was trying to get in as press, because, you know, all the actual legitimate passes had sold out long, long ago. I didn't realize how expensive they were, or I should say how inexpensive they were, and, um, I, I may have actually preferred to have spent the money up front than to gone through all the heartache. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because <laughs> I ended up spending it anyway. But uh but of course it's not so much paying for the passes as getting a pass. Yeah. because uh, they go out so quickly. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to get in this press and I was hoping I'd be able to afford the plane ticket and afford the hotel bill. We were we we had gone over hotel math, how it was gonna divvy up about sixteen times. Yeah. And it looked like it was gonna be a pretty affordable trip. Um, but yeah, I didn't hear anything about my press, uh, application for a really long time. At that point, the only person that we knew 100% was going with the pass was Dustin and his wife. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and no one else. Yeah, the playing the waiting game is just really, it's not a fun position to be playing. Especially when up to that point, John, had you already purchased, um, well, you already put the down payment, if we can call that, on the hotel, correct? Yeah, that was another fun day, is uh, they have, you know, a link to apply for a hotel, and they go through this third party that basically juggles all the area hotels, and then hands the hands the registration information to the hotels for you. Um, and so we had to, like, you know, juggle distance from the con versus price of the room and we are, we actually ended up getting the most expensive hotel that's within a mile of the con. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. 
So that was fun. There were less expensive hotels that were farther out, but then you have to walk even further. And yeah. Right. So anyways, I uh, got online the morning that it was going to go live. I went online after class and was sitting there waiting and pressing refresh on the page over and over again, waiting for that little light to turn green. Yeah. It turned green as quickly as I could. I entered in all the information and submitted it. And in the, you know, the, the minute that it took me to do that, our first two hotel choices filled up. And we were on our third hotel choice, whenever they sent back the confirmation that we had gotten a hotel. So that just tells you how quickly things were going. I was probably the 50th person after, you know, working as quickly as I could from the green light on. It was crazy. Yeah. And if, I, and if we hadn't been there, like, right then to do it, who knows where we would have been up saying. Yeah. <clears throat> so thank you very much for you for, for being there in, in order to, uh, to look at the hotels and everything. So what was payment. I'm sorry? I take payment in forms of cash, credit card, check. No, just kidding. They, yes. Do you take donations for Amazing Spider-Man Crossway? Um, wow. Oh, yes, we do. Amazing Spider-Man Classics. Okay. Well, you actually, PayPal? I don't even. I don't have a PayPal link set up. I've always wondered if I should do that. Do you do it? I I have even Mr. Bertoni. Sorry, um, <laughs> he has donated to the cause. I should put a, year old Mr. Bertoni. I should put a PayPal link on my Amazing Spider-Man Classics page. Yeah, I think people would. Yeah support so that so we have the hotel some people have flights booked and we're still playing the waiting game then something bad happened who would like to go into what bad thing happened uh. <laughs> <laughs> is that no one am i supposed to put the look at the bright side of what should i say the positive aspect of it might. Yeah, like, like, like 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 the good news and the bad news side of it yeah so the good news, was it really a good news? The good news was I and Zach both got in as press under Spider-Man Crawl Space. The bad news was John did not get in as press under Spider-Man Crawl Space. So, you guys want some menus? I don't. Thanks, though. I'll take one. Um, you'll take one. And Brad was in the difficult position of choosing, or we had to figure something out. And I have to tell you, I, I, John, you know, it. I, get, I don't think I had ever mentioned this to you, but I was really wrestling with this. Um, and, I mean, as a Christian, I was really praying, and I was thinking, well, you know, if you want me to, I was, obviously as me talking to God, if you want me to drop um, my press and give it over to John, like I seriously would have and I was going to try to find some other means because I thought that perhaps you were, you would be more deserving to go to Spider-Man Crawl Space. But I'm glad that in the end it all worked out. But um, I was certainly willing to make that sacrifice for you because I thought that you would be um, a much better press for that site than, than I would perhaps. But, that's really sweet. Well, I, I just thought you, I mean, not to like to my, that's not the reason I was doing it. Just so you know that there were people out there. I mean, definitely all of us were certainly really willing for you, you know, to be there. And Josh, mm-hmm. I think, was definitely, you know, oh, he's going. I just remember those <laughs> Facebook conversations. Oh, you're going. <laughs> so I'm I'm glad it worked. Yeah. Sorry, Hope Wilson. Um, I'm not taking no for an answer. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a no, five no. days. Your name is Hope, but your you know your 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 attitude does not signify hope at all. Why? <laughs> how can how how can you be put, such a contradiction of your name? Put your blue lantern ring back on. Oh wow! Well, what had happened on on, on my end of things is that um, you know with with the hotel and the plane, 
cost, everything was just costing more than we expected it to. And whenever I didn't get into the press release, you know, my wife was like, you know what, you're done. This is more than we thought it was going to be. We really just can't do this. And so I was like, okay, that's fine. And I didn't realize that there would be um, opportunities for, you know, for other things to happen. So whenever uh, SDCC, like, you know, the, it's easier to say that in San Diego. When the San Diego Ferries announced that they would be um, releasing refunded tickets in, an, in a resale, it was like, wow, you know, door opened. And so uh, I jumped in there and bought one of those. And, and, and really, the passes to San Diego – they're not expensive. All four days, $137. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I, I did not feel bad about that at all. Um, and so I got in, and it was all happy, and um, I want to uh, get a press pass next year, but I think that will. base was coming from my upstairs neighbor. The base, yeah, there was some sort of throbbing base. Um, I just wondered what that was. Uh, I thought maybe Betty was at a uh, some sort of club. Uh, for swinging singles, the cult of love. Um, <laughs> the cult of love club. Yeah, I th- I think it's certainly possible. Like I said, uh, John, I feel like you may take my position in Spider-Man Crawl Space because I would like to try again at least for Batgirl to Oracle, see if maybe I got my sight numbers up. But if not, you know, maybe I'll go with the man who always has a plan, Dustin, um, if he's willing to take me on as press, um, since my allegiance has somewhat switched to DC. But I guess that's kind of the all the the negative things behind us. We finally were able to go. Dustin could get Joe Casada into Delta House. It's probably true. Um, well, I guess I'll save my my Dustin anecdotes to when we get to them on the day. But seriously, you you don't realize the power of Dustin until you're like in his presence, and it's 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 I don't know. It's interesting. For real. Yeah. So the days were quickly approaching that we were going to go, and I don't. How were you feeling? Were you guys counting it down? Were you eagerly expecting it? I, for one, I I can say like I'm excited about looking forward to it, but I don't actually get excited until it's like that 24 hour window that it's actually going to happen. How were you? Were you counting down the days? What was going on? The last week, I definitely was. I was. I was like, one week, four days, three days. And I, I definitely remember like dreaming about it like three or two days before. And I was like waking up like, man, two days from now, I'll, I'll be waking up to the airplane. And I was, I, was, I was incredibly excited and had very, very high expectations just because it was a combination of meeting you guys and just being there. There were so many good things going into it that I just had a smile on my face all day. The, um, I think I had a dream about it like – that I got there and didn't have my pass or something really, really bad happened. I, I've forgotten the dream at this point, but I do remember having a dream where I tried to go to San, Ante- San Diego and, and bad things happened. I was not actually looking forward to the date, not because I wasn't excited about going to San Diego, but because I was totally not ready. And when people were like, three more weeks, I was like, God, I have so much to do. I'm not going to be ready. And there was... Definitely a sense of panic because um, I'm not going to get into the full story, but there was some financial um, assistance that I was going to be getting that summer due to some work contracts. And those work contracts were pulled at the last minute in a really, really bad way. It's a long story, but I was not able to I was not going to be able to pay for the plane in the hotel. And it was a week before we were set to leave that I actually got 
my plane tickets paid for. And that was like, ooh. Then, like, a few days later, like, that that was when I started to relax and it hit me. Oh, my gosh, it's a few more days. Oh, my gosh, you know, 48 hours and so on and so forth. So, yes, I I got excited. So you, you of the four of us, have is the only one who has been there before. How did your um, excitement or expectation uh, compare to last year? Um... I think I was probably more excited this year because, like, I knew I was going to be meeting people and, like, I knew that there was going to be things that happened last year that I wouldn't have to do this year. Like, I wasn't going to have to walk, you know, a mile to a parking spot and, like, I knew I was going to be in a more comfortable hotel. I knew I wasn't going to have to deal with rental cars. So I was definitely more excited and, uh, you know, I was going to have awesome roommates that I was going to party with, like... (laughs) But he does, you know, folks, he has a, a drinking problem, and there was this time uh, in a closet, and it's, it was just a really, it was a tough Berettas, midgets, yeah. oh, reverends. Okay. Um, I do, it was, I remember you were saying how you were ill-prepared, and I had to pack for three trips all at once in order to pack for this, because I was going to my parents' house, and then I was going over to... Uh, my brother and sister-in-law's house, which is where I was actually flying out from, because my brother was about to be deployed, so I wanted to spend some time with him. So I had to think uh, several days in advance, and it was tough, especially. And, and even now, there were some things that I left that um, perhaps I would have wanted to bring with me um, to get signed and things like that. But that was kind of stressful, like thinking ahead and and figuring out what you want to bring and making sure you have enough clean clothes. That's true. And, you know, you, John, you had said, I thought I was going to forget my pass. And you started off with the P, and I thought you were going to say your pants. And I was going to remind you that, in fact, you did forget your your uh, your superhero pants. Superhero yes, pants. and I had to walk through the con without any pants on. It was. Um, <laughs> and awkward. But he just said he was cosplaying as uh, yeah. Dr. Man- Dr. Manhattan. Or Captain I'm just be the Specter. I'm just going to walk around in my boxer shorts. Got 10 underpants. That, that would have been, been good. That would have been great. That's obscure. <laughs> but it's isn't it a children's book series? Yeah, no, but John can totally pull it off because he's he's bald. And he can just like tie a tie a towel over, over his neck and be Captain Underpants. Maybe I should go as Captain Underpants. Well, hold on. Does he have a shirt on? No. No. Shoot. I'd have to wear one of those. It'd have um, to be Captain Underwire. Underwire. Yeah. I'll think about this. So the day has arrived. I feel like I'm a narrator. And uh, we all set off on our flights. And I remember there were a couple times we were like, okay, when is everyone getting in? And so we figured that Dustin was getting in at 10 Mm a.m. And uh, Josh was getting in. When were you going to get in? Uh, Noonish. I don't remember. I think it was like 1140 it wound up being. Don and I were going to get in at 12.35-ish, but we didn't really realize the significance of this. <laughs> no, we were like, we're going to get in at the same time. There's no possible way we'll meet before then. And then, John, when were you getting in? I got in, at what time was it, like 6.30 or something, 5.30? I forget when it was. Yeah. I, th- I believe it was 5.30 or 6. Cause it was, it and, was we were the, and we were there at the airport waiting for John. We were, yeah, and we had a little placard that said Mr. Wilson. Yeah, you know, we didn't, you thought, know. That, that can't be me because Mr. Wilson is my father. Oh. You know, we, we didn't abandon him at the hotel or anything. No. We were totally good good and faithful yeah. friends that that, that uh, he should never abandon because we never abandoned him. <laughs> no, 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 and I totally wanted y'all to have fun at the thing because I, I didn't have preview night. I knew when I went into that, that wouldn't have preview night. 
the only conflict arose in the fact that they needed all of our money up front to get into the hotels, which is unlike any other experience I'd ever had at a hotel. Um, but that's because we were paying for it as a group. I didn't have, you know, all the money on my own person. So, yeah, I was sitting in the hotel lobby for a while, wishing they all would get back quicklier than quicklier. More quickly more than quickly? I yeah, should there you go. Comparative degree of the adverb. Yes. Well done, well done. Yeah, it'd be fun. So, um, but, but Zach was there, and he and I got to talk and hang out, and that was really yeah. fun. Fellowshipping, if you will? Uh, no, not so much with the shipping. I said fellowshipping. Oh, yeah. Well, they are fellows, so yeah, yes. Yeah, so it works. So fellowshipping is all about, never mind. I, okay. Fellowshipping, they take, like, names of various people, throw them in a jar, and whoever, whatever two people, like, land in the jar, that's who they ship. Oh my like, God. okay, okay, you know, Barbara Gordon and... James Gordon, James Gordon Jr. And Joker. No! Oh. That'd be an awful shipper. Uh, <laughs> I'm going right, right, to find that somewhere. Oh, gosh. Oh, it, 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 it's out there. Oh, please, no. Um, so... But I got to meet all of y'all before I hang out of the hotel. Y'all can't, y'all interrupted yeah, your con festivities. Yeah. Come outside and say hi to me. Yep. I appreciate that. We did. Yeah. So before that all happened, um, Don and I had an interesting interaction even before we landed. Would you like to go through that story? No, this is one of my favorite parts about it. Just because <laughs> the key word I take away from this was so surreal because it's the first time I've ever met somebody that I've talked to for months online. So. I'm getting to my plane, uh, having, having avoided my uh, ninth grade English teacher because apparently she was, she was there and I didn't want to talk to her. So I'm walking and I'm looking like left to right to find a place to sit. And left to right, left to right, left to right. And I see this, this, this woman looking at me and like I li- literally I was thinking, huh, she looks kind of like Stella. Not realizing until like a second later that she was Stella. So I, I look at her and smile. I'm like, are you who I think you are? And I th- she's like, yes, I am. And I was like... I was like, this is cool, but I'm not ready for this, but this is cool. So, like, uh, we sat next to each other for the, uh, like, under four-hour ride and got to know each other right off the bat. And that, yep. yeah, I I, uh, I don't know, that was that was really fun and uh, just something that doesn't happen every day, very serendipitous to be sure. That was the beginning of the trip for me just because, like, right there, like, like it's sort of like, I don't know, how, I'm, I'm not sure how it felt for you, but, like, it was such like it was sort of like such a uh, a gear shift because it was you know I'm I'm in Nashville I'm in like the the place where I've I've grown up and I'm in like this familiar airport and all of a sudden I see somebody who I do not associate with at all and it that that was really like okay we're really 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 going it wasn't the, it wasn't so much going to the airport it was like meeting you and um I don't know <laughs> what was it, what was it like for you like being this 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 dude for the first yeah. time well first of all i think i broke the rule where you're not supposed to stare at someone longer than five seconds but i just really thought <laughs> it was you and then you know it worked out for the for the best to be sure and probably one of the reasons maybe you had trouble recognizing me because i was wearing glasses since the, it was the long flight i don't want to pop in my eyeballs as i call my contacts but yeah no it was it was uh certainly it was great to to have someone uh, to ride with, and in the beginning, I was a little nervous. I was like, "Oh, I hope this isn't you know going to be awkward." But I think even though I may have stumbled a little bit with the conversation um, after you know we just got on a topic, I think it was really easy to to move and, and to talk with, and um, and that was the only thing that I was concerned about meeting people is 
how awkward is it going to be? Is it going to be awkward at all? Because the first time mm. I met Kevin Cushing, that you know, I was really quiet and reserved because it's just different to meet these people. But then the second time I was more open. So I just thought, okay, well, I'm going to be you know as open as I can be right away so I make the most of this weekend as possible. So I, I think if, if there was any awkwardness on that flight, it was at the very beginning. But after that, it was just really great to, to talk to you and – uh, yeah, it was just such a great start to the trip, to be sure. I think the awkwardness was made because the the uh, airline attendants were so goofy in their in their procedure. That's they were, true. Yeah, they were very cartoony, and like we were kind of like getting wrapped up in that. But um, yeah, definitely us us going to San Diego was something that we both had never done. So I think I think we connected because it was yeah. new for both of us, as yeah, opposed to experience. meeting co-hosts from podcasts. Yeah. And then we, so we landed in the, um, uh, in the airport and I have to tell you, my bladder was about to explode. So nah. waiting for that van was terrible. But anyway, so we meet, uh, I had to go to the bathroom really bad folks on a scale from one to 10. Cause I always ask this of people. It was a 10. It was pretty bad. I don't remember that. Neither do I. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, I, I told Don, I may use the restroom before I pick up the thing, you know, the, uh, the baggage. But then I thought, oh, but wait, I want to be with Don when we meet Josh. Cause I want it to be like a together moment. So I just decided <laughs> to sacrifice my comfort in order to meet you with uh, Donovan. And we did. And he was wearing a beetle shirt so we could recognize him. That was, that was actually that was a tattoo. <laughs> tattoo. <laughs> oh my. Yeah, I, I was bare chested. Oh dear. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we went to the concierge. I guess you can call them that at the airport. And uh, then we waited for our van. And that's really when I had to use the restroom. And what's funny about the van is uh, we probably, like John said, had one of the most expensive hotels in the city. But the van had taped on signs that said Weston Hotel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was terrible. Why they couldn't get it decaled is beyond me. Well, there was these other shuttles that, like, you know, were painted and, like, you know, fancy. Like, this one, like... It, it, it's like in the movies, like, you know, where, like, there's a trap, like, they put flat tires on the real Weston van, and then, like, you know, Dan Didio and Joe Casada like, stole a van and just, like, put Weston over, like, you know, the Oscorp <laughs> sign and, like, you know, drove, like, get in, and then dropped us off, like, you know, at the pier to, like, you know, smash our legs in. Like, you're going to buy the new DC new, and you're going to like it. Yeah, <laughs> and Spider Island, hashtag two. <laughs> <laughs> Just um, just so you know, I have been joined by my toddler son. He is somehow not asleep. So if you happen to hear any cooing or baby voices, cooing. that is Keenan here next to me. Say hi, Keenan. Hi. Aww. Keenan, Keenan, what do you think about Barbara Gordon uh, regaining uh, her mobility and the mantle of Batgirl? He's looking at me like he doesn't really know how to answer that question. <laughs> he is oh, two and a half, so he will... I didn't uh, tell... Nobody's told him yet? He does not know. Oh, that, I'm sorry I had to be the one to break it to you. Keenan, no, all is well. She's still Oracle. Those books still exist. You can still read them. Yeah. Uh, all right, all right, all right yeah. Keenan, what color is Dora's shirt? Do you know what color Dora's shirt is? No, he's not going to perform for that. <laughs> okay, so um, you're, Stella has to pee. Okay, yeah, I had to use – yeah. It fi- well, we got to the hotel. Do we need to go into all this problem? The, the, like I mean, the actual well, details of you going to pee or what? Oh, oh please, no. no. That's unnecessary. Then in the bunch of spiders, you know, we're like crawling on the <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. 
And um, then the, and then the woman said, "Whoops, wrong stall," you know, and then quietly proceeded to you know Betty Brandt, and she could just eat you up, Stella. Poor Betty, you know she's she's a great character and she's a role model, but she just has this guy and he he's always after her. <laughs> I, I, just, I, I just don't understand. Yeah, you know it's it's all because of those horrible secrets that people keep from her. Oh gosh. Anyway, so we go to the hotel. I get checked in rather easily. The boys, however, do not because it's under Mr. Wilson's name, and Mr. Wilson is not with us. So we actually all come up to uh, my room. And, oh. 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 I to say hi again. Hi. <laughs> hi, Keenan. Hello. He did. He said hi. And Sorry. No, no worries. We just chew the fat for a little bit, and then we decide to go the hard rack. The hard rock. Hard, Sorry. Hard, yeah. Not the hard rack. That's called That's Hooters. just really strange. I don't know what to do with that one. That would be Hooters, I would say. Wouldn't you? Well, that was when we first started to, like, uh, get – we saw all these ads for Comic-Con, and we saw – like, yeah. in here, if you go into Comic-Con, and we tried to look with the locals, and, and the locals didn't accept us with the Spider-Man Crawl Space signs and such, and we oh, found the gosh, restaurant. Yeah. Is Keenan playing with the microphone? No, I can no, hear that, though. Dumb. Someone's tapping. Because his light is flashy when he does it. Oh, whoops. <laughs> Don is right now doing his um, ab workout, and so you have to apologize. Um, yeah, that was one thing about Don. I had no clue that he was Asian. I always thought he was African American. <laughs> it was a continuity error. Um, well, all of his Facebook pictures and like Skype profile pics and like everything that I've seen of him, he's an African American guy. So like, I don't, I, I, I did not know that he was Asian. Like that was like it very was, yeah. tricky. And Josh you was know. Hispanic, and Stella was tall. Oh. And I asked Dan Didio about it, and you know, and he said, "Well, you know, we we need a more diverse, you know, podcast. <laughs> you know, it's um, you know, n- nowadays, you know, I mean, look, you know, we got, you know, we got Superman, we got Batman, you know, we got the fight. They're they're all, you know, white guys, you know, but we need to represent the Asian community more, and that's what makes the DC universe such a great place, you know. We're we're a big melting pot, you know, and by by, by, retcon- by retconning their readers, right, you know." So- I digress. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so we go to the Hard Rock, and the one thing I remember about the Hard Rock is the fact that there was that tray of desserts behind me the entire time, and we wondered why they were there. Do you remember that? Yes. We're <laughs> <laughs> ah. so hungry. We're like, what if we just take it? What happens if we just take it? Like, Because it was there for so long. But what's nice about the San Diego community is that, you know, the the proprietors there, they're just very, they're very nice and welcoming, and they give you discounts for having your pass and everything. So it's just, it, was, it was great money-saving opportunities. But then we walk down... And we get our press passes, and we meet Dustin, which was a great. That was interesting. I mean, that was a little awkward for me, just because he knew you two more than me. So I just kind of sat in awe of the the Batman legend, if you will. And then it was preview night, and we walked in with our press passes all uh, shined up and everything. So preview night. What was the first thing out of the gates that happened? Dan Didio. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then the deal was like like right. Josh yanks on your on your backpack while you're turned yeah. away. He taps on my shoulder. He's like, "There's Dan the Dio." Yeah. Starstruck. And we get some pic. Well, you guys got some yeah some pictures with yeah. him. And yeah. yeah. Did you take pictures of? You were you were still there, right? I, I remember like. I was. Yeah, I took. Yeah, I took the pictures of you. Okay, cool. Because I, I remember like right after that we got lost. 
Yeah. And it's funny because Josh in the Hard Rock asked how I how I dealt with crowds. And I said, I mean, they're fine. The thing you have to realize about me is that I get separated from my people a lot. And I think he just nodded and like, okay, okay. But then you really realize that I was telling the truth because, I mean, 30 minutes after we were in Exhibition Hall H, I do get separated from you and we're struggling <laughs> to get back. So really, if you want to stay attached to your party, you need to either buy twine or... Or uh, just keep your phones on vibrate for sure. But it was great. It was great to just walk around. Uh, and I felt slightly overwhelmed. Just like it was so large, larger than I had ever expected. And just seeing, you know, all these displays of really cool things and wanting to take pictures of everything. I felt like a uh, kid at a candy store. Definitely. It's, it's like nerd Vana and... Not not as not twenty minutes into us going to preview night, did we get the notice that Zach and John were waiting for us to save them from the hotel? Yeah, and <laughs> unfortunately, we played Huntress a little bit. We towed the line, and either we could have went back right away, or we could have lingered just just a little bit longer. And you know, and, and and then we did weave. We did weave, but it took longer than we thought because of pedestrians and bus rides and stuff. But then we were all reunited at the Westin. After Don lied to me for an hour. Oh, I don't think it was. An well, hour. I, it, it it literally took us like just <laughs> just about an hour because you had to walk through that crowd and it's yeah, it was tough. I did, I did, I did lie a bit because I think I said we were like we were sprinting back or something like that. You said you were halfway there, <laughs> and then you said you were sprinting to get there that you got lost. <laughs> and, oh, uh, it's serious. Awesome. Oh gosh. <laughs> it's okay. I, I I don't bear a grudge. I mean. I, 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 I haven't been this disappointed with you since the night your uncle Ben died. Oh, great. <laughs> well but how was that? How was that? Uh, that everyone together. How was that for you guys? For that you was know? awesome. For for, for ev- every everyone, everyone meeting everyone. Great. Was, it was the best part of the trip for me is, is hanging out with you guys. Yeah, for sure. When, was that the uh, night we went to the Mexican restaurant as well? Uh, with yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We walked down to uh, the to the plaza, found um, one of the few restaurants that were open at ten o'clock at night. Yep. It might have been later by then, and um, and yeah, met Eddie and his wife and their friend. Mm-hmm. Well, what's cool was... about that was uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Uh, well, what's cool about that was when we first get in there, and John, we see. Now we met John at the uh, outside the convention because he can he come down there, but we went right. we met Zach last, so it was like. Like, like it was like the Justice League. Everybody's together at once, and Zach yes. met everybody. Gave you a big old hug, and oh yeah, shipperific <laughs> to be sure. What I remember about the Mexican restaurant was that Josh and I got a free dinner. <laughs> we did because <laughs> we got water and then ate the chips. And then Zach offered to like pick up your like free check. He's like, "I got this, Stella. I got this." I was very appreciative of that. The best moments, I guess, cost zero dollars. So that was when did we we powwowed? I think that Wednesday evening. We powwowed every evening. Yeah, which was that was one of my favorite parts was just kind of getting together in one hotel room and 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 chilling. And that's when we discovered that Josh Bertoni has the same sleep pants as me, and John <laughs> also does, but he forgot his. Yeah, I didn't catch on to like I think two two nights later. I was like, Wait a minute. That's yeah. We were talking about 
we were um, reading off names of people that were um, on Skype, you know, and um, we saw we saw our friend Jason. And I said, okay, Jason, you know, and then Stella's like, just all of a sudden stands up, says, Jason Todd. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know. I thought you were talking about something that maybe would have been Jason Todd, but yeah. Jason Todd just signed on to Skype. Yeah, I don't know. There were some random moments like that that happened. That someone would say something, and then five moments later, I, I, or I think Don did it once too. Would just pop up and say the exact same thing, and then we would just look, look at them, and, and then the, that said person would get smacked across the head, and hey, get out of the room, and we carry on without them. Get out of here. <laughs> so that was preview night, and then we. Well, I said that I was going to get up at uh, at 6 and whip you guys into shape, but that actually never happened because I was too exhausted each night. But um, Thursday, Thursday, what kind of things were you guys involved in? Well, and- that's uh, – we all got our assignments the day before from Justin. So yeah. we, were, we were always at the beginning. We met up in our – you met up with us in our room, and we were like, mm-hmm. okay, so we got this, this, and this. When can we meet? When can we get for this? And that was like when the real thing began. Right. I believe I'm trying to remember what was the first DC thing because I think the DC thing was like in the early afternoon, but we were going to hit the convention hall and just try to make it to the. I forgot what the first thing we went to was. I, I was it the 52 panel? I don't really recall. On Thursday. Yeah. Um. My first panel was a Flashpoint panel that was right after I got my pass, and that was at 10. And then there was a, a DC New Fifty Two panel at eleven fifteen. Okay. Oh, good, good I know because I lived in that. I lived in that hallway. I lived in that. Um, yeah. Six D E. It was six D E. Yeah, all day, every day. So. Yeah. <laughs> I remember going to Marvel Digital. I think that was in the morning. I went with Zach, and then definitely um, DC because I remember things being said about Nightwing and Josh grabbing Don's leg. I think that was the DC, or was that Batman? That was bad. Oh, my gosh. Friday, Batman panel. <laughs> that, was that Friday or Thursday? That was definitely Thursday. Thursday. The Thursday that one happened I remember. Um, sorry, John. Go ahead. No, I, was, I, thought was probably, I thought Batman was Friday, but it might have been Thursday. Oh, okay. I, I, remember the D, I remember actually Batman being like on Thursday because the 52 panel happens, and then Batman's right after that. And I remember thinking just when I first saw that, that, wow, Batman's at the very front. Oh. Oh, that's right, because we left early, and we told John, we're going to Batman Arkham City, do you want in? And he said no. <laughs> yeah, I didn't was... know who was going to be at the Arkham City, and I died. Uh... I missed meeting Mark Hamill because I didn't put the right two and two together. Oh, it's okay. So what kind of things, before we get into that, that whole thing, because that's an experience to be sure, what kind of things do we learn from the DC-52 and then the DC, uh, the Batman panels? Wally West DC. will not be in D- DC, no matter how hard, no matter how much people want him there. Yeah, very true. DC doesn't like us. That's true as well. Ba- Babs is a uh, is either a young woman just out of college or just out of the first section of college. It's kind of confusing because Gail Simone has said both things. Yeah. Batgirl cosplayers can be really persistent and pointed very in their true. questions. Yep. I've learned that apparently DC went from 13% of uh, women creators to 1%, i.e. Gil Simone. And people got really, really mad at that. Yep. I did not realize at the – I don't think I realized at the time, but like when I saw online, people were that, – that caused a lot of controversy online, which 
I actually am glad to hear that it did. And I actually think DC had a really, like, hurt response from it. I'm not kept up with it too much, though. Um, I was told, I was instructed by Judd Winnick that Catwoman is sexy and is sexy and the book is sexy. They did use sexy a lot, yeah. And Dick Grayson's past is going to be explored, and that's never been done before. Which is that funny. made my eyebrows go up, and I don't even know the history like y'all do. Josh, Josh, and I spider sense went off at the same, like literally the same instant. We both like recoiled with pain. Which is yeah, the whole Josh grabbing Don's leg. I did see that at the corner of my eye, and it's funny because the uh, the cover for Nightwing three just came out, and the only tag that they gave uh, is that he explores something from his past. <laughs> The tag for the, the, tag like for the girl cover should be Barbara doesn't like Dick's new costume either. I know, and kicks him in the <laughs> face. Yeah, that would be great. I did forget to say that, that I spent a lot of time in the morning before the uh, the, the 52 stuff uh, in Artist Alley, which is a place that I really, really liked. And Artist Alley, for people that don't know, is just basically, I guess it's two columns and, man, probably like 50 rows well, maybe that's true. Yeah. Maybe like 20 rows of artists, and they just – they have their stuff out so you can buy prints if you want, and then you can come up to them and either take a picture or get them to sign things. So I had brought very specific um, things, uh, especially for Dustin Nguyen. Um, oh, shoot. Who's the guy that was drawing? Art Germ. Yeah, Art Germ, and then the Flash. Who was drawing Flash? I just Francis like, Menopole. Yes. Okay, so I first I went to Dustin first. He was the first one that I saw and the only one that was there at that point. And just got him to sign my covers. And then I walked around a bit, went to Francis Manipool. Then I came back and he said, did I forget something? And he was really nice about it, but I felt kind of embarrassed. And I ended up buying two prints. And then it was funny because the next day I ended up coming back again. And, and he uh, said, security! Uh, yeah, he remembered me and he said, oh, it's you again. But that was just to get a sound bite. But uh, I didn't want to seem like a stalker. But no, it was just great to be able to uh, see artists that you really, you appreciate their work and everything. So that was definitely one of the highlights for me. Well, I was reading Francis's blog today and he was talking about the stalker girl at San Diego. So I wonder if that was you. But it wasn't Francis. It was Dustin Nguyen that I was stalking. That's what I said. Okay. Stella, I don't know if you remember this at all, and you, you could edit this out if this okay. is embarrassing, but like a year. a year or two ago, you IM me or like sent me an email, hey, I know that Dustin does the Batman Universe podcast, there's this guy named Dustin Wen that does like art and stuff for the, <laughs> uh, is, is that the, the same one? <laughs> yeah. I do remember this, well at the time, there was something, like I was checking out the BatmanUniverse.net and I think Dustin Nguyen was on a headline or was like an interview, I don't know. But I somehow equated Dustin from the Batman universe with Dustin Nguyen. Awesome. And there are a lot of... Have you noticed how many Asian Dustin Nguyen's there are? Which is strange because it's not a very common name at all. Yeah, I went by there and there was like this. There was like some kind of stand-in guy saying, Oh, hi, I'm not Dustin Nguyen, but I'm sitting in his chair. Oh, dear. Yeah, I don't know what to say. Like it's Dustin Nguyen's counterpart. So then we told John, well, we had to leave Batman panel early, which I was a little upset about only because I wondered what Gail Simone was going to say about Batgirl and things like that. And the whole way we were walking, we said, how can Barbara be finishing her first section of college? Well, yeah. It doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah. Like, the, the, the whole way to Arkham City. Oh, dear. That's yeah, why we'll there's a whole lot of the chronology, the really, I mean, you have to take it to the time violation portal gone him mad because... I mean, we've been we've been doing superheroes for five years now. In those five years, Dick Grayson 
has lost his parents, been Robin, gotten pubes, turned a Nightwing, okay. dated Starfire, broken up with Starfire, Starfire has gone off and become part of the Red Outlaws, mm-hmm. Jason's been be- Robin, Jason died, Jason didn't really die, Jason became Red Robin, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, with the Red Hood, Tim became Robin, Tim was no, Robin. But, uh, but Jason was Red Red Hood at one point, too, so... You're, yeah, you're absolutely was Red Robin, but he's he, he was Red Hood and Red Robin at at different points. Uh, yeah, yeah, he it's was just right coming out of his shell and and, tra- and starting up this new Teen Titans team. I think that they've said though that Batman like has been around before the five year bubble operating in secret. I think they did say that like he was around at least five years previous. So unless they do something explicit, Dick Grayson does not have to fit into that five year period. But the Teen Titans, but Dick Grayson forming the Teen Titans definitely needs to, though, because there's no way that like the first group of Teen Titans was formed, you know, while operating in secret. Mm-mm, not at all. I do remember though when we left the Batman thing, like we were so mad, <laughs> we were so angry, and then we went we went to Arkham City, like which we'll get into, like that was a big emotional switch up just because all things that happened. Um, yeah, so we, we told John that we were going. We invited him to come with us. Yeah, and he said, no, I'm fine. And, and I honestly thought that um, someone had mentioned earlier that while y'all were doing things outside the panels, I should get Batman news for the panels. So I thought that's what I was supposed oh, to be doing. I, I, yeah. And really, honestly, I don't, <laughs> I don't give two cheeks about the video games. So I was just going to let y'all go and do the video game interview. And tomorrow, I'd get to meet Mark Hamill with you guys. Yeah. Tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. You were following orders. And so, you know, it all worked out. I don't, like I said, ex- except for the um, the anthrax that I mailed you guys. They're all oh grudges. And um, it's all good. That was you? <laughs> I'm all itchy, and now I know why. See, I put my name in the to box and put your name in the sender box, but didn't put a stamp on it. So when they returned to sender, it actually came back to you. Wow. I'll kill you for this. <laughs> so we walk into the room, and it was pretty packed. And this was my first experience with what I would like to call press junket. I don't know if you could call that. Oh, and this was my first experience with Dustin because up, t- I don't know when I texted him, but I said, Dustin, is it going to be a problem that I have Spider-Man on my press pass if I want to try to get into Arkham City? And he says, if you're with me, you'll get in. <laughs> and this is this is how he rolls, my friends. So, yeah, I got in. That that worked out. It was really tight, though. It was very small. It was a very small room, which yeah, was consistent a for a lot of them. So what happened in Arkham City? What was great about that? Uh, Mark Hamill, Kevin Conroy, whose name I got wrong. Oh, my. (laughs) Oh, gosh, for a promo for me, too, which is amazing. Yeah, because Don got to interview Mark Hamill, and, like, Star Wars fanboy me was extremely jealous, but I got my promo, and Mark Hamill's on my brain and on my mind. So then when I go in to get the, um, (laughs) the promo from Kevin Conroy, yeah... It was. Uh, I'll let someone else tell that story. Well, what happened first is that we go in there, and there are all these news. This is what ha- this is the most consistent thing about the press rooms, is that there are all these new, like you know, geek related news stuff, like like uh, Spike TV and yeah. G4 and Gamespot. So we're all, we're them with them. They have their cameras and tripods out, and then almost as if they ho- helicoptered down from the sky, 
outside from outside comes Kevin Conroy, Mark Hamill, Katie Sadik. Is that how you say it? Sackhoff? No, no. No, uh, the t- the woman who voicing talent. Wasn't it Kata? Kata Stat. Oh wow! And I was the one who researched and found out who she was. I don't remember now. Oh crap! And, Some uh, chick. <laughs> the woman who did that. And um, she's on the castle. Managers. Yeah. And they they come in and like. Stella, Josh, and I are like, 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 just vibrating because we're all like so excited. Like, oh, let's work out. And Paul, Paul Dini walks in, and that's pretty cool. Oh. And Jim Lee comes in with like an entourage from like the back, which was interesting. Yeah. And um, so Dustin's like, "All right, it's your time." So he gets out his camera and <laughs> tells me to interview Mark Campbell. And I'm like, I was so well. I like just like long story short, I was nervous, but I ended up doing it. Um, Got some questions. Very and the thing about all these people, they were very, very nice and excited to be there. Like Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy genuinely seemed like they were happy to talk to us. Shook their hands, very, very cordial. And um after Mark Hamill was Kevin Conroy, which only had I only got one question out before the the manager said that they had to go. But uh before the that interview started was when the Josh asked asked um Kevin Conroy for a uh, promo for Backroll Oracle and he accidentally said Mark Hamill because no, this Mark Hamill was on the brain, and Kevin Conroy was like Mark Hamill. I mean, I, th- I think he took it took it in in uh, good humor. Um, so he he records it in his Batman voice, which is totally cool because Batman's talking on the background Oracle. I think that that'll probably be heard soon. I'd imagine. Yeah. So we interview him. Did you interview anybody during that? Or during the interview part, Stella? Did I? No. Dustin asked if I wanted to. And the thing with me is that I need to prepare. Like, I can't do – I can't be put on the spot like that because I, I would probably really have gotten some sort of diarrhea mouth. So I was completely fine with uh, <laughs> with with giving that to either you or, or Josh. Okay. Yeah, um, so I, I, I tried to save the Mark Hamill screw-up. With uh, by saying, "Oh, ha ha!" I meant, uh, lo- what did I say, uh, Andrea Romano? Yeah, yeah, and and, and it, I thought it was cool. I, I didn't seem like you you made a mat or anything. This leads to which is like one of my favorite stories because after this, first oh, of all, after wow. this, Josh like we're leaving the room. Josh is like, "I'll be right back," and then Dustin raises his, his little eyebrows, and then Josh runs out like, "I got it." So um, he says he got a picture with with uh, Mark Hamill for the Spider-Man crawl space, which is awesome. Yes, and um, Dust, Dustin says he's annoyed, and then he tells us, gives us our next, <laughs> our next orders to uh, go to the Arkham City panel, which <laughs> is rapid has a big line already, so we have to get to the back. And as we're going in, it's like through this like, uh, you know, in those lines how they're 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 cordoned off by these like seatbelt looking lines. Yeah, the queue. Yeah, like an amusement park kind of. So we, we we're heading in there, me, Josh, and Stella, and like the the um, the worker drone at the front. She starts saying, okay, no more people. She starts telling people who are coming up the stairs, no more people, no more people can get in. So Dustin says, they're cutting people off. Quick, cut the line. So almost on instinct, and I still can't explain this, Josh and I, like, gorilla roll through the line. <laughs> Josh knocks, knocks over a rope in, pro- in the process. <laughs> Stella's like, what the? And he's kind of staring there. And I look I back, and I just see Stella getting, like, farther and farther away from us. <laughs> Yes, I did not move people. I just stood there in awe of what just happened and scared out of my wits because I didn't want to lose my press pass, and the blonde lady is kind of scary. Well, yeah. Oh, well, please please uh, uh, interrupt me and correct me if I, if I get any of these facts wrong, but it was like you were just standing there very stiff. and Basically. 
we were like, come on, we were motioning, come on, come on. So your plan proceeded to uh, pan out that you would walk towards the back of the, the hallway, because it is a kind of long hallway, go very far out of the, the, uh, the field of vision from the mm-hmm. woman. Yeah. As we were getting closer and closer, you, get, you turn around, start heading towards us, and then you stop to get a drink of water. <laughs> Which, so much, I'm t- trying to motion Stella while this, like, you know what, while, you know, Sue Sylvester, like, is, like, you know, yelling at people to, like, you know, to, like, go downstairs, you know, if you're not on the line. And, like, this woman's turning around, and Stella's coming. She gets a drink of water. I'm like, get your butt over here. What are you doing? <laughs> we're like, oh, no. Like, it, was, it was like the producers. We were just, like, making, like, shocked faces. Yeah. Why are you getting water at a time like this? Well, let me explain this to you folks. First, we have this blonde lady telling everyone, you know, press doesn't matter. There are people lying downstairs for like five hours. So this is, this top floor isn't even the line, basically. We, we, we've not even seen the line. So I get out of line to feign that I'm leaving. And then there's this intense Asian lady that keeps her eyes on me the entire time. And I decide to get over in Josh and uh, Dawn's vicinity by going into this nice water cooler that has lemon in it and everything. And so I'm drinking water, and then, you know, she's still following me with her eyes. I kid you not. But then she finally decides to talk to the blonde lady, and I make a little dash, and I get, you know, I'm kind of walking really close to the ground, and I'm short anyways. And then I get in. So it worked. Yeah, we, we hustled you in there, and the, and the guy next to us had no problem getting you in. When I, when I, when so I what you're saying is you're a ninja. She, yeah. she like, teleported I'm a ninja. The I'm a, what does that song go? Yeah, from that car commercial. <laughs> I'm not seeing that commercial. Oh, okay. I'm a ninja. I'm a bully ninja. There you go. I think all of us became ninjas that uh that week. Oh yes, definitely. Because sure. it's totally illegal what we did. And we did it. So, I did nothing ninja-ish. That's well, you did meet Danica McKellar, but that is another day. I did meet Danica McKellar. Oh. The funny thing is, I was reading an Archie book a few days ago, and Danica McKellar, like, wrote the introduction, and I was like, oh, cool, I met her a few weeks ago. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and I met Stella. <sighs> I, I, met, I, I met Stella Thompson. Just make up a fake last name for you. That way everyone will, like, look for a Stella Thompson, like, try and track you down. Like, get, let's give them a false lead. You should totally, like, make that a thing for your show. Like, people can, like, start calling you by different last names all the time. That could work. I may get an identity crisis of... Salate, this is Stella Glenn. With, uh... <laughs> oh, gosh. And then, when you, and then when you sign off at the end of the show, you have a different last name than you did at the beginning. Like, this, this is... <laughs> this has been Stella Hardy with Batgirl the Oracle. Oh, my. It's a Batgirl. Still, Marvel names, that'll, that'll be great. Stella Essen, uh, I'm a home wrecker and I will wreck your home. Possibly a prostitute. Oh my gosh. So, what did we do Thursday evening? Oh, was that the infamous pizza place night? That was the infamous pizza place night. Oh yes, we saw a fry on the street and, um, was that the night, I think that's the night where we first learned of Josh's, like, like, like third personality. <laughs> Yeah. Um, not unsatisfied consumer personality, yes. So first of all, I think the whole issue is that you put your name under leads, and that was just bad juju. <laughs> that was your fault for doing that. You cursed it. So, they knew you were the hobgoblin. Yeah. They didn't want to serve you. It but took I wasn't... a long time to get our food, though. That, I would agree with that. It took longer than most, and Josh was like, 
going <laughs> well actually on the way there we ran into like this like chinese new year kind of festival that i we were eventually yeah, for learned. adventure time yeah I, I never heard of that cartoon until now and people were saying what those four <laughs> people because you had to say what time is it and they would scream like adventure time but then there was like once you could tell they've been doing it all day and like they wanted to go home like what time is it they're like adventure time <laughs> those uh, poor souls yeah. So, can you explain to us, I, do you want to go into your Hulk rage, or just leave it at, that you had a minor Hulk rage? Um, I, well, no, I'm just, uh, I don't like it when um, I'm paying for service, and the service that I'm receiving is not adequate to the price that I paid for it, especially when, over at another table, somebody is getting superior service. For example, the people at the next table uh, were seated after us and received their food before us, while we were still waiting for our food, and were quite hungry. Yeah. And and the thing about conventions, you think you may be just sitting down in panels and, and that's all, you're, you're wasting no energy. But you're actually using, I think, a lot of energy up because mm-hmm. it's like really emotionally uh, toiling because you have to figure out, okay, I need to be here by this time. And then you need to get there in a certain amount of time because you can't just show up and expect to get in. You need to wait in line. And, and don't uh, forget the energy expended through the stress about all of your characters changing. That's also true. And if you want to get step up to the mic and ask questions, which I know some of you guys uh, had the opportunity to do. And Did there you? was bread. Like, you know, a lot of Italian places have bread you get beforehand. Yeah, we never got our bread until like three minutes before we got our food. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I remember that. And she said she was going to get us bread, and she didn't go get us bread. And, and it turned into like like Josh's like eyes bulging out, and like we were like, Josh, Josh, man. This can come yeah, Josh's me. angry eyes are it's angry. It's okay. Calm down. <laughs> so that yes. was... And on the way back, we stopped at a Wendy's where Angry Josh uh, came Wait, back was up. That, was that the same day? Was that the, It may have been. I think yeah, it was. Wow, because Donovan had the same bladder issue that I did on day one. It was level 10. And we were like... <laughs> <It was... laughs> I know all five, all five of us out there. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm just remembering Josh asking for a bathroom token now that he knew. Oh, well, the, the, what yeah. happened was that we were headed back to the hotel, and there was a Wendy's. And I was like, "Okay, I, I need to use the bathroom." So I go in there. I I I, I op- to go to open the door, bang my head against the door. I'm like, "What the?" So I see see there. There's a little like a slot that you put like presumably a coin in there, <laughs> and I run back to like they're charging for. Don't charge to use the bathroom. And Josh, like, starts glowing red. What? So I put a quarter in the slot, and the door still doesn't open. And I'm like, I'm like, how could you do this, do this to me? <laughs> so Josh is about to, like, like, like raise canes. Like, my friend wants to use the bathroom. Then John said, hey, he, he paid for the bathroom door, and it was still open. And they says, oh, no, all you need is a, is a bathroom token. And at this point, I'm like. Like I'm it's like, freaking Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Yeah, like like, like I'm, I'm trying to play skee ball or something. So like I'm, I'm I'm like dancing on my on my toes because I really need to go. <laughs> yes. That was that was a different uh, uh touring your skee balls. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wasn't doing that. Well, I could have been. I don't remember. I had to go. So that was that was that was definitely a tourist experience down in San Diego. And then we went back to our hotel. I did. We do, was that the time we skyped with Brad? No, that was the I, next night. That was Friday. No, I'm pretty sure it was the first night. Because tomorrow, well, Friday would have been when we stayed for Batman Year One. Friday was Batman Year One, and Saturday was Captain America. So I'm pretty sure this yeah. was Thursday night. You were no, you were right. You were right because I remember yeah. like the first night. 
I thought I, I thought no yeah because like on Wednesday night was when we did that uh, the first video that we put in the crawl space and Thursday night was when we talked to Brad and that's also when I lost my key card in the room somewhere and I thought that maybe John's leg was on top of it and so I and I I, I was passed out on the yeah, bed I was, was tired from carrying stuff around all day and I had had a beer with dinner and that just kind of put the icing on my tiredness cake yeah. so um, I was out. And Josh politely asked him to lift his leg, and somehow he did, but he has no memory of this. Like a dog. But the <laughs> key card was not you. under... Uh, this is something I learned. You know, we talk about things we learned. I learned that uh, Josh is totally a kleptomaniac, because whenever I lost something, <laughs> it happened to be near his stuff. It was always on the floor right by where he was sleeping. And I still... That's where my key card was. That's where my schedule was. It was very disconcerting. Interesting. That's why his name is Josh Larson. Interesting. Oh, the, 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 the shippers have other theories. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All of Stella's know. stuff is near Josh's bed. Could it, be that Josh, could it be that Josh is a kleptomaniac, or is there a shipping explanation? Bo Tony. <laughs> we, we, won't, we won't explain the, uh, the arithmetic there, but still, yes. Yes. So then we went to bed. Well... I stole Stella's key card and I'm like, at last, she won't be able to go back to her room. She'll be putty in my hands. Oh my gosh, you really had me lift my leg and then what happened? Oh, I found my key card. And then Brad was on Skype like saying, yes, yes, because Brad is a... uh, Stella Bertoni. Oh, this is going places. Let's, uh... Oh, boy. Anywho, so the day arises. Dawn's rosy red fingers. That's usually how uh, Virgil does it. And it's Friday. Friday's a pretty big day. And, oh, I forgot to say that Thursday evening was when I was prepping for these interviews that we're about to have. And and thanks (laughs) to Josh for helping me, uh get some good stuff and thursday is also the day that i went out of my way to buy batman year one in order to do some informed interviews and i i ate that up very quickly it was very good so it's friday 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 Friday. Yeah. Um. So what Stella happened? Stella bought a book that's gonna be out of continuity on Friday, September twenty eleven. <laughs> You know, they actually did a panel from Batman Year One in No Man's Land because Batman's reflecting his first year and he's like, Ten years ago, I never would have built this cave or something. And, but it shows where uh, his like first, I guess, romp with some people and it shows how he's holding that guy over the banister and then the guy's coming after him with a bat. I thought that was kind of interesting. Which, by the way, at the time, this was after Zero Hour, that they said that like everyone's career was ten years long. I thought at the time that ten years was a bit too much condensing for Batman's career. <laughs> Little did I know that they would cut that in half. Yeah. And there was then, actually... Yeah. There was a big criticism that Batman's career couldn't be 10 years because of Dick Grayson growing up. Actually, even going before that, I, the first 10-year mark I recall was in The Cult where he's with Jason training in, or, like, not, or like working out or whatever. He says, it's been 10 years since I decided to become Batman, but that's a minor tangent. Yeah. Yeah, I, I started that by accident. Um, I'm trying to think what we... I remember, because I went off on my own because I... I, I uh, 
I went off to a Dragon Ball Z uh, yeah. Yu Yu Hakusho panel, and you guys, I think, went to the animation one? I think, was Friday that where we spent the morning in that room, Stella? Because I think Friday was actually uh, Avenging Friends. Yes, Friday was, because... Yeah, I, I did the Superman panel and, and yeah. other 52 panels, and then we all did the Avenging Friends together. And Stella met up with um, um, a good buddy of hers who uh, yeah. worked DC. Yeah, Brian Q. Miller. That was certainly one of the highlights of the trip. Just such a great guy, and it was just really nice to... Because I think there are some creators that you may really like respect them and, and really enjoy their work, but you may not necessarily have like a good personal connection with him. Um, mm. But I, I, I really, I feel like I have like a personal connection with him just because I respect him and, and we got along really well. So um, I certainly wish him the best, but that was just such a great moment to be able to, to be able to meet him and, and talk to him. And he was very gracious to do that. And then you guys were doing something when I was doing that. I remember I was, um... I was winning a black poker chip. I was warming up seats for um, the Avenging Friends panel and hoping that the live blog would uh, connect to the Internet because that was the Spider-Man and his Avenging Friends day. Yeah, talk about the, the, the poker chips, John. I heard you say that. Talk about what those were. Actually, I think this came after the Avenging panel, but um, but at San Diego there was the DC booth where they were giving away each day a different color poker chip. And they were each a different denomination of the, you know, fictitious Wayne Casino. Uh, they were just, you know, keepsakes for the trip. And you could catch them all, you know, if you were a DC Pokemon fan. And um, the $100 black poker chips were not free giveaways at the DC booth. But rather they were giveaways in the panels only if you impress the judges with your either personality or question or costume or some combination of the three. And so, yeah, at the Superman panel, um, I made them laugh. And afterwards, what's his brains gave me um, what's his brains? the uh, the black poker chip. He said he was he liked my question. So it was pretty cool. And plus, I really, really got a kick out of listening to the Superman writers talk Superman. And, um, you know, just in case anyone cares, Grant Morrison's Action Comics, every word he says about that book makes me want to read it more. Grant Morrison. Oh, yeah, that that was... I, that may have been later in the day, but I definitely remember you and I were in line asking questions, and I, I asked a question that really made me mad to answer, like, how long have you guys been playing this? And, like, they kind of shrugged. It's like, I don't know, since November? Or, no, since March? That kind of made me mad, but... Um... Cough, cough. Oh, that's right. At the Superman panel, that was not when I got the poker chip, because that was whenever the guy two places in front of me stole my question. I got my poker chip um, at an earlier 52 panel, but it was a Superman-related question. Was that the but one anyway. where you said that uh, five-year timeline? Can I see this? Yes, that's what made them oh, laugh. Oh, yeah. Because the, the uh, Eddie Braganza has this five-year timeline that he has made of every major character in DC and how the major story what? points that have happened over yeah. the last, you know, 20 or more years fill, fit on this five-year timeline. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. That's have like, you guys ever seen Alias? Mm-hmm. I have seen Alias. So do you remember the very beginning of the season, uh, of season one, where she said, you know, after I destroy SD6, I want out. And then Vaughn is saying, it's not just about destroying, you know, the hand of the monster, it's about destroying the monster. And he shows her the map of everything involved. That's what I imagine it to be. Like, just this, like, spider <laughs> that sprawls out and everything is somehow connected very tenuously. Oh, you I, like I, I wish it was that show of Secret Warriors when you find out that Shield is actually part of Hydra. Oh my! What? 
What? I'm trying to remember what came before the uh, Superman thing because something happened before. Oh, that, that was that was Spider Man. Spider Man came before Superman, I believe. And all. But can I tell you how I was going to ask the Luthor question? Because I was really really proud of this, and then I couldn't ask my creative question because the guy two places in front of me stole it. Mm-hmm. So so this is what I was going to say to the panelists. The I was going to say right? so I was going to say okay so back in because you know the. The new action comics is sort of patterned after the old action comics with the golden age style of Superman. So I was going to ask, you know, back in the early days of action comics, Clark Kent and Lois Lane got sent to Europe to document the war effort. And while they were there, they found out the whole war in Europe was actually being plotted and masterminded by one particular guy. He's just a throwaway redheaded character named Luthor. Any chance of seeing him in the new 52? And I thought that was so fun and clever. And then the guy two places in front of me says... So what about Luthor? And I said, oh, man. <laughs> That's it. My story's done. You can continue. Well, you, you, you end up talking about, like, the heat vision, right? And, like, and the, yeah, that was another time a- where, like, Grant Morrison, like, kind of shrugged. And was like, I don't know. I have a feeling that Grant Morrison is an intellectual writer who wants to tell his stories. And while he is a nice guy, he doesn't really care much beyond that. That may be. Um, hmm. That's he kind of comes off as sort of, you know, whatever. So, just for, for people that aren't in the know, uh, you can correct me if this isn't correct, Action Comics, as well as Justice League, are both five years in the past, and everything else is the present day, is that correct? Right. Okay. I would also like to say that Grant Morrison, a lot of people kept asking about the costume um, of Superman and why what's with this, and Grant Morrison was really, it seems like he's really... Uh, focusing the, on the parts rather than the whole and that there's going to be a meaning for everything. So I, it, it'll be interesting. I'm not picking up Superman or Action Comics, but it'll be interesting to, to hear how it progresses and, and what ki- types of stories he brings in to explain the pieces of costume. Definitely. Well, both both versions, I suppose. I remember one guy asked, um, why, is it like, why does it look like Superman's wearing armor? He should be invisible. And then I think somebody said, is he? And they were like, oh, oh. there's there's like a murmur going around. Yeah. So Superman, I think after Superman was that when uh, Spider Man happened. Something like that. I, th- we I think I think Spider Man was before that, oh, but okay. we haven't yeah. talked about it yet. Spider Man well, is avenging okay. friends. And that didn't really. I feel like not much was revealed in the way of Spider Man. I feel you are right. <laughs> <laughs> They briefly talked about the Spider, the Avenging Spider-Man team-up mm-hmm. book. Yeah. They did a lot of talk about Spider-Island, yeah. but didn't really say a whole lot. They talked a lot about the tie-ins. That was all they talked about, yeah. Which to me signals that, I mean, not, not, not just comparing it to what they talked about last, last year, uh, but to me that just signals that this is an event that is just an event to be an event, and nothing really much is going to happen. And there's nothing much to be excited about. There's no ramifications because they had nothing to talk about, really. And and the, on the best case scenario, that would mean that there's a lot of huge things that, that, that they didn't even want to spoil afterwards. But because of past histories, it just doesn't seem like that there's too much to make of it. It's one thing to keep your cards close to the vest if you have really cool cards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I kind of have event fatigue. Um and I feel like I get duped sometimes because I just want to read the actual event, but it seems like the majority of good things are going on outside of the event in these minis. So, like Flashpoint, I feel like nothing's really going on in Flashpoint. I have yet to read three and four, so I'll probably do that tomorrow. 
But it seems like all this good stuff is going on in these miniseries, and I feel like maybe that's why they were really pushing um, these Spider Island miniseries. I don't know. <laughs> the possibility of that, that the Cloak and Dagger miniseries will be more interesting than the actual Amazing Spider-Man issues. I hope to the, the good Lord in heaven that's not the case, but... Yeah. Man. With Flashpoint, you have this relatively simple story happening in a really interesting world. And so you have all these other minis that are exploring the interesting aspects of that world and the stuff they done with Batman and his uh, miniseries was really, really cool. And there are other things I've heard about other minis, but um, the actual Flashpoint plot is not really that complex. I'm not even sure that it was worth the five issues. Is it a five-issue miniseries? Yeah, it's five issues for the for the main spine of the event, and then everything else is either one-shots or three-issue minis. Yeah. Because it sounds like the Batman stuff is really good from what I've been hearing from Batman you. stuff is incredible. The Batman stuff is so well-written. Uh, have you been reading the the Night of Vengeance mini, John? Yeah, I've read the third issue today. Oh, I'm not read it yet. Don't spoil. I was spoiled in the, at the end of the second issue brutally, and that, that ruined it for me. But uh, this one, oh, man. I won't say anything. Superman dies. I'll kill you for this. Wow. Again. <laughs> I, I think after that was uh, year one, I believe. So we we are at the press junket, as I like to call it, for Batman Year One. So, John, you were here with us, correct? Yes. Okay, so this was, I was told by uh, by Dustin. The as we were model. mocking uh, Casada and Didio. Oh, gosh, yeah. That I would have Lauren Montgomery... Uh, Eliza Dushku and Katie Sackhoff. Unfortunately, Eliza Dushku uh, could not make it, um, so I just proceeded. Katie Sackhoff was my first interview, and boy, was I nervous. Uh, so probably my poorest interview, but I, I think, I mean, it turned out okay. I didn't mess up too terribly. Uh, but it's it's strange just kind of getting up there. You don't want to, you know, let Dustin down, and your legs feel like jelly, and you feel like your heart's about to pop out of your chest and everything. But you it did that one time. Out- Oh, but I, I quickly shoved it back in, so it was okay. Just a little blood spurt. Um, but uh, no, that that was great. It was a great experience. Um, I mean, you can watch it for yourself. I don't really need to do a play-by-play. I remember when we were in the in the um, in the room, and we got there before the 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 celebs and creators did. Chef <laughs> John, and um, like we, you were. I think you and Justin were going for questions, and you were like, well, how many questions did you write? I'm like, I've not written any. And I felt, <laughs> I felt so stupid because I had planned on doing it the entire time before then, and I never did. So I, was, I think you were trying to help me come up with questions for Andre Romano. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was another time. That, that day specifically, I remember I was very nervous because I was going to interview Bruce Tim, and I'm a big fan. Yeah. And um, when he came in the door, <laughs> you and I were like, like looking at each other with like big eyes, like, Big yeah. yeah was... anytime I saw one of the big creators, I was like, it's Warren Montgomery. It's Andrea Romano. It was just like really <laughs> geeking out. So that was, that was, I love that part. That was just like, just like both seeing them and then like, like geeking, like being allowed to like sort of like geek out with somebody else was awesome. And um, it was funny because I, because Josh interviewed Ben McKenzie. Ben McKenzie wouldn't give him a promo or stuff like that. Yeah, right? can you go through that play-by-play, Josh, of asking Ben for a promo? Oh, what was it he said? He says, <laughs> I normally don't do... Was What did he normally not do? <laughs> tags, uh, didn't tags? he say? 
I'm like, oh, yeah, it's just a problem. Always late. And it's like Dustin, like, probably, you know, like, about to, like, tackle me in the background. He's like, in the future. In the future, if someone says that they're not going to do tags, do not ask them to do a promo. Oh my gosh. I love it. Oh gosh. That's that's like that's what was very frustrated with with Josh's interviews. For some reason, he like picked on Josh the entire trip. I don't know. I think that that's his way of trying to get me to succeed more. <laughs> oh, I just remember him calling him a creepy man. Oh, yeah. Talking about Danica McKellar. So, anyway. We don't even need context for that one. Let, let everyone imagine <laughs> go run away with them there. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Okay, Don, do you want to go through your... Uh... Well, I have to say that Warren Montgomery is a wonderful person. And, oh, I just really respect her. No, I just really respect her yes. and her work. And uh, it was great to... I actually asked her, you know, is there any hope for Batgirl Year One? And kind of sucked up to her a little bit because she said you know i'd love to be the director and i said well i think you you're the only one that could be the director and she said oh thank you but it was just a great experience to to interview her i think a little bit more than than katie sackoff just because i very mm. much enjoy all the all the movies that she's been on yeah i remember I, katie sackoff was like dressed up for the event she was oh, yeah. she was like in a dress and pearls and then she changed for the uh, for the uh year one panel but um yeah you did you did uh laura montgomery we we uh recorded you doing that and um i think that's when uh bruce tim sauntered on by and i was really i i this is actually like um one of my favorite interviews but it was also not my favorite professionally because i had a really hard time remembering the questions that i wrote down so i had my microphone in one hand and my notebook in the other (laughs) that's like the most like like trashy way to like interview somebody and one time the one second he looked, he like looked at the at the ceiling or whatever, just to like gather his thoughts. And I glanced over my notebook, and I felt so stupid. But luckily, like on the TBU recording, you can't actually see me, so that doesn't come off very well. I don't, I don't think he caught on to it either. So that I, that went well, and um, he was a really nice guy, uh, which is what you hope for. Um, Andrea Romano was really nice. She's very, she always comes off as very sweet and um, very thought thoughtful, and. Uh, she gave me a really long answer, which was good. And um, after that, I believe I interviewed um, uh, Ed Liu, who who was the co-director, along with Lauren Montgomery for uh, year one. He was pretty cool. And um, I think that was about it for the year one interviews. And then right after that, we jumped – or you you and Dustin jumped into the uh, yeah. 60s interviews. Somehow I was chosen. It's like being chosen by the hand of God. Um, somehow I was Justin. chosen. Yeah, yeah, to go into the 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 forty. Well, I guess the sixties, the forty fifth anniversary in the hub um, of the the sixties Batman. Uh, and so that was a unique experience to be sure. So there are three round tables. There's Burt Ward, Adam West, and Julie Newmar each at one of the tables, and then maybe six press gathered around them, and you basically only had like five minutes. They had some guy walking around saying, last question, last question. And you really had to be somewhat aggressive because uh, there was one guy at our table that would like constantly ask a question, so you really had to get your question out there. And then you as a whole like press unit would move to the next table rather than the celebrities moving on. But it was just great to be... Uh, within uh, close proximity to, you know, the original, if you can call them that, 
um, mm. Batman, especially since I've been, you know, catching up on those episodes. It would have been great to have Yvonne Craig. I'm actually surprised that she wasn't there. That would have been really great. But oh, wow, yeah. But she heard yeah. Adam was going to be there and uh, got <laughs> Oh dear. Um. So yeah, you guys were in line at that point, and wow, mine ended like. How long did I have to get over there? I don't know. It seemed like it was a short. Ooh, yeah. The class, the classics game, were waiting in year the year one line, which is a yeah. forty five hundred people in there, and um, I think but it was that like it was moving. Was it was it ha- a half hour later, an hour later? I don't remember exactly yeah, how long we were there. Something like that. Yeah. It, we, and we we snuck you in again because again, we can. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I got snuck in. I guess sneaking one person in is better than sneaking in a whole group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so. it's not so much a line as it was like a, a massive gaggle of people. Yeah, very true. And so we watched Batman Year One, and that was, I mean, what were your thoughts on that? Uh, well, because I wrote an in-depth review for uh, my site in the Batman universe, um, but what were your grades and your thoughts of that movie? I have to watch it with Batman Mask of the Phantasm again just okay. to, like, decide if... Uh, if if I actually like it better than Mask of the Phantasm, because it may be my favorite of the DTV movies. It's, uh, they, oh, and, you know, little known fact, you know, okay, so, um, Batman Year One actually confirms one of Joe Casada's, you know, long, you know, lost theories, and, uh, see, uh, last year when I interviewed Joe Casada at Comic-Con, he said that the night before, you know, uh, <laughs> her wedding, you know, Mary Jane had, uh, had a dalliance with, uh, Bruce Wayne. Now, of course, you know, uh, in... The year one movie, you know, Bruce has, you know, a little chicky, you know, um, by his side, uh, you know, to help fool uh, Detective uh, Detective Gordon and uh, his wife that he's not Batman. And we come to find out a day later that that little chicky was none other than Jennifer Hale, Mary Jane. So uh, Mary Jane and Bruce Wayne, it's canon. I thought you said it was Sarah Ballantyne. Yeah. Did, said- did I say Jennifer Hale? Yeah. yeah. Ooh. <sighs> what was on here? It's late at night, guys. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. Okay. No, no worries. Uh, so, okay, so that's high grades for you. How about you, John? I have not read the book in, oh, nigh on 20 years. So it was a really uh, a fresh revisit to the story for me. And I really enjoyed it. When it first opened up, I thought some of the voiceover monologues were a bit off. And so I was a little bit afraid that the whole act- the voice acting throughout the movie was going to be off. But uh, whatever it was, it was striking me as off, quickly remedied itself, and I settled into a very, very nice 90 minutes or so of, um, of James Gordon Year One. It's a great story. <laughs> That's very true. No doubt. And how about you, Don? Well, whenever they get these like, uh, comic book adaptations, I can't help but automatically compare it to the comics, so it tends to go by very, very fast. The, se- the scenes can be adap- adapted... Uh, like 100%, but it'll just seem faster. Like, it happened with New Frontier, it happened with Under the Red Hood, and it definitely happened with Year One. But out of all those, I really enjoyed uh, this the most out of all the adaptations because the source material is so strong. Uh, Brian Cranston as Gordon was perfect, and I love the action scenes. It's not, up there with, it's not up there for me with Mass of the Phantasm because I think that's such an original and wonderfully animated, and that, that thing comes together so well on its own that I don't think... It, it would be uh, necessary to compare it, even if I did compare it. I think I like Phantasm better. But to use your own grading scale, I would still give it about a strong 8.5 to 9 out of 10 bats. Yeah, and I thought, I mean, I had just literally just read it, and I thought, wow, this is panel, panel for panel. I mean, there are some departures, and maybe 
additions, like uh, the scene with uh, where Mary Jane, you know, tells Bruce, you people are sick. Yeah, and the basic instinct-esque uh, uncross your legs, Bruce, for oh. Mrs. Gordon. And the fact that Gordon has some abs, though I think that's yeah. Funny, but but Josh thought that was too much, too much. They uh, Gordon, if and I, I don't have the comic in front of me, but I remember you know he had a pop belly, you know, like he was a middle aged, you know, man in his underwear in the books. But here, you know, he takes off his shirt. I mean, my gosh, you know, he looked like a Calvin, <laughs> he looked like yeah. a Calvin Klein model, and it was just really oh weird, gosh. you know. And uh, yeah, I didn't uh, like that. That, that, that. that took away the realism of the story and made this cookie cutter. Rip guy, but whatever, whatever. It's a minor thing. I love how at the end of the movie they had like the panels from the original comics, like in the credits. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. Oh yeah, for sure. It was brilliant. Selena, you yes. punched it. You punched it. Yeah, I knew that was coming. So our friend, our compatriot Zach, was not with us. I think he may have been napping, and we we met him at. Well, he wa- was. <laughs> Why are you laughing? He was. That was a true statement. I thought it was, uh, oh yeah, he was back at the hotel. I thought it was in the day. Yeah, that night he was chilling out back at the hotel. Okay, and so we all met at Hard Rock, and I think this was the moment uh, that I think a wall was really broken. Was the moment. Yeah. This is the moment, kind of from Jekyll and Hyde, the Broadway musical. Anyways, uh, I think a wall really <laughs> fell, and, and I, I came out of my shell, and I think we all really bonded over that, or at least I bonded with you guys. Yeah, it's like uh, when we came down there, you were talking about the Brian Q. Miller interview, and you were so yeah. you were so uh, like 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 uh, emotionally high off that that yeah. you really like. I think I think you just I, I don't know what it was, but you just felt that there was no need to like have any pretenses on how you felt about things. Yeah. And so that's when we all, all five of us, like, really got to know you better, I think. And it was, it was like, full speed ahead from there. It was definitely a highlight. Yeah, yeah we, we had the, the Batman Year One high, and then having heard the Batman panel, um, I guess that was the day before. But, you know, all that news was still fresh in our minds. And you had the Brian Q. Miller interview, and Gail Simone had said some things. It was just, it was just a bunch of stuff to go over, and it was a bonding moment. About a the bondage moment. And then uh, there was some dessert ordered, and I remember very specifically that I knew what Josh was going to order, and uh, you know, that he wanted some nuts with his vanilla ice cream and even some uh, whipped cream. And I I'm think a predictable guy. I think, yeah. W- were you a little shocked that I knew what you were going to get? <laughs> yes. People who know me for a while know that when I go to certain restaurants, I will always order the same thing. Like for years and years and years, like I'm. Oh, I'm the same I, way too. I get very comfortable with things, and my family, you know, will tease me about it. Like they'll order my food for me, and they'll laugh, you know. Like, and like it's Stella got it after a day or two, you know. And it's uh, the the shippers were paying attention. Oh, man. <laughs> the shippers. They they took note of that. All on the shippers on fanfiction.net. Was that our fanfiction.net night? No, that no. was that was like Saturday or Sunday. That was yeah. Sunday. That was Sunday because John wasn't there because I was in his spot. And y'all were crying so much that you did nothing the rest of the time. It's true, though. A, a little piece of my heart fell off when you left. Oh. Yeah. Was, tonight wasn't Marvel trivia, was it? We that did was, that. That was like, Saturday night. That was Saturday after Cap? Okay. So what did yes, we do Friday? Every question I got was like a freaking X-Men question. Like, <laughs> which, one of, which one of Scott Summer and Jean Grey's kids from an alternate reality, you know, be, be, became a phoenix in, in an alternate Marvel imprint, you know? And it was like, is this what Spider Jeopardy's like? <laughs> that Well, that's what the other people feel like at the other end. 
It's yeah, funny now to think about that now that we know each other better to think of those moments that occurred. Basically, it's just you saying like you had it coming. <laughs> Pretty much. She had it coming. She only had herself. Wow, Chicago. Oh, yeah. What did you say, Josh? Yeah, I can't say karma's a bleep, so I'm saying karma's a Silver Age Marvel female. Oh, karma's okay. a, kar- karma is a stuff. Um, Silver Age Marvel female with a capital B. Oh, oh. oh dear. I don't re- honestly remember what, what we did that night. Oh, I slept early is. that night again. Was uh, that when we shared personal stories? I think that was after Marvel Trivia Saturday night. Was that it? Are you sure? The, the only night that I stayed up late was Saturday. Oh. I'm yes. just sort of useless like that. Okay. I was always, like, the last to go to sleep. Like, everybody, like, else, like, I, I swear, like, they, like, sit down on the bed and they pass out. <laughs> Zach was I, always the first guy to go to sleep. I remember that. And it's like, I, I just can't do that, you know? And Yeah. So then it's Saturday. And Saturday was, uh... And Sunday comes afterwards. Whoa. Saturday was <laughs> Captain America evening. And I didn't see too much of you on Saturday because I had a friend that I was going to visit. So I don't remember what happened Saturday. No. Was Cartoon Voices on Saturday? Saturday, we we spent Saturday morning together in that big, yeah. absolutely. I think that was the animation Marvel. one. That, that's the one Marvel I remember. animation. Animation. And they showed us a full first episode of season two of Avengers, uh, the world's greatest heroes, which was great. I, uh harassed drake bell who was from drake and oh who gosh. apparently like people either know who he is like oh yeah that guy he's so famous or like they've never heard of him like there's no like middle ground like i i i thought that he was a big name from uh just because like nickelodeon and everything yeah. else i, I never mean, heard of him i guess generation gaps <laughs> um yeah and then you and i stayed through a quick draw we we were moving up, and then we went with to... With all the Avatar people, we're which, like, wow, yeah. everyone really see Sergio Aragontes. <laughs> or Tara Strong, who knows? So I really wanted to see, yeah, Tara Strong cartoon voices. And, um... Wh- you know what? I will find this sound clip right now. Oh, okay. So as he's finding the sound clip, it's not like he can play it. Or are you going to play it in your microphone? Um, I don't know. We can figure it out. Um, oh, okay. Or Don, Don could do his thing. Let me look. Um, so I have a as, folder where all these are. Oh, okay. As 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 all that was happening, you know, people shuffle in. There's Terror Strong, and and I walk up, and I brought my Batgirl plush doll. That was one thing that I did remember to bring, and I went up there, very shy and five year old child ish, and with Josh, and I said, uh, "Would you sign my Batgirl?" And I kind of just stood there, <laughs> starstruck, and and Josh was there, and he was basically speaking for me, saying, you know, like. My friend has a Batgirl podcast. And, you know, like, I just wasn't speaking at all. If I, uh, you know... After Katie Sackoff, Adam West. <laughs> like I this, couldn't do it. Yeah. This girl was stiff as a surfboard. Yes. Well, I, I heard that Burt Ward kind of set her, like, you know, public confidence level back five years. I don't know what that means. He was frisky right. with you. Oh. <laughs> or there were Ward jokes earlier. Never mind. Evidently, I'm much sleepier than I think I am. Oh, dear. And, right. uh, yeah, so she signed it, and, and, and that was a great moment. Um, but next year, when I go, I, I, I will be more um, strong-hearted, and I will try to get a picture with her next time. 
strong for Tara Strong. Oh, that that was hard too because after Cartoon Voices, everybody was like leaving, and Tara was posing with these people, and like the Avatar Airbender oh people God. were like you know yeah. stealing seats, and like <laughs> I was trying to get Stella to like pose for a picture with Tara Strong, and uh, alas, it wasn't I meant to be. There. Yeah, that's okay. I, I got a quick picture with her, and she, yeah, she's I'm a glad she, you. she's a cutie. I have a bit of a crush on her. Oh. <laughs> and then I left, I guess, after Cartoon Voices, I think. And you, um, you made it with your pal and uh No, yeah. that was Cup of Joe. Cup of Joe oh. was right after Cartoon Voices. That's one of the reasons why we were camping. Oh, that's right. After okay. And you and I were separated, but then John miraculously showed up and then Josh no no, jo- Don sat next to a smelly person. I remember this. Oh yeah. Ugh. Ooh. The whole thing is here. Like, it even has you saying, are you coming with me? I'm scared. <laughs> That's great. Hold on. Great for I will an embarrassing that, moment. Send that in. Are you coming with me? I'm scared. I told you I was like five-year-old child. All over. The Stella Witch Project, it sounds like. Oh, my gosh. It's um, Yeah, because we were waiting for Cup of Joe, and, like, again, like, I went to Cartoon Voices last year, and, like, you know, and, and you know, it was fine for seats, but, like, the whole thing was so crowded, and finally, like, you know, I'm trying to get front row seats for Cup of Joe for, you know, Stella and John and Don, and the minute that the people in the front row stand up, the people in the second row, within a split second, take their backpacks off, put it on the seat, like, I was barely able to get a seat for myself, like, it was a madhouse, and this woman next to me, she says, so who's Joe Casada? And I'm thinking... <laughs> Okay, what's the next panel? Oh, Avatar: The Last Airbender, and I say explains a lot. I literally saw two girls fighting for a chair over um, uh, with uh, rock paper scissors. I kid you not. (laughs) Were the girls or like grown women? They were. Oh well, they probably would have been my age. Let's listen to this together. I haven't listened to the whole thing. I just listened to the first few seconds. Okay. It might, it might be incriminating. Is that we don't know? I don't um, said anything bad. I leave it on for a while because I think I go over like this might have Sarah Valentine at the end of yeah, it too. Yeah, he probably does. Yeah. But it's um it's it's nothing. Um, I can't imagine how incriminating it would be. The Terra Strong promo. I haven't actually listened back to this. I hope that, like, watch, like, it totally didn't record, like, her saying that. Okay, we'll always have the memory. No, but I mean, but actually, like, that just shows, like, how much Stella, like, admires Tara Strong. That, like, you know, she looked Adam West and Burt Ward in the eyes, you know. You know, she did did all this. And, like, and it's Tara Strong, you know, that gets her starstruck. And I think that that's awesome. Right, definitely. Well, it's, it's like you and Jennifer Hale. Like I told you, oh, Jennifer Hale is like signing, like, signing. You like teleported downstairs within five seconds. Which is one of the yeah. I, I I'm bummed that I missed that and, and her and Phil Lamar. Um, <clears throat> I guess that. That's no, okay. Cause I missed Mark Hamill. Oh, that's true. Next year will be there will be no distractions. We all missed something during the trip. I mean, I, I miss Simpsons and Doctor Who, so... Yeah. I miss Bulk. Bulk. Yeah. Bulk and Skull. Watch if, like... He probably entered the panel, like, you know, like, by, by tripping on a banana peel and falling into, like, a strange <laughs> place, like, cake. Hey, dweebs, we're here to talk about the new season of Power Ranger Samurai. Yeah! <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Wait, they're not over. still on, are they? Well, actually, they're not still on the show now. Okay, just want to be sure. Uh, Skull's not on, but like he has like a like Skull's like nephew or son or something. He's like mentoring. 
Because they can only get bulk. Who is played by Paul Schreiber? <laughs> Are you um? So do you want to play that clip? Is that what's going to happen? Well, well, let's listen to it. That'll okay. that, that's a fun thing. Okay. Dim the lights. Can you tell us what happened during the Joe Q panel, Josh? I really love it when other people tell this story. But yeah, I'm live blogging, and you know, <laughs> I'm really disappointed by this panel because it's like you know they hype it up in like the pre- in like the press release, and then like. No announcements are really made, and then, like, he takes questions from the audience, like, a few minutes in, like, wow, really? This is, like, nothing. And then, like, you know, and then he does this whole, like, fake thing, like, okay, I snuck into Marvel Studios, and I'm like, yeah, I bet you did. And I took this thing (laughs) that I'm not supposed to take, and I'll get in trouble for showing, and I'm like, oh, yeah, the whatever. And then, like, he shows this thing, then all of a sudden, like, the lights dim. And then, like, they come on, and S.H.I.E.L.D. agents are, like, arresting Joe Quesada. And then Agent Coulson, a.k.a. Clark Gregg, from the Marvel movies is there. And I, like, my live blogging is, like, you know, as detailed as it could be, you know. And I'm, like, and all of a sudden I just go, Agent Coulson, Agent Coulson, oh, my God. Then I stop live blogging, and then I disappear mysteriously. (laughs) (laughs) Or, or in other words, I I see you, like, because I didn't know you were in the room at the time. So I see you, from my perspective, come to the left, come to the left. And as agent, as a uh, Greg Clark Greg is like you know walking out stage right to the curtain, I see you run after him on the left. I see security guards like like uh, like silent soldiers like come from the right, and I grab my both my hands, hit my cheeks, and I'm like Macaulay Culkin, no, because I thought you were going to get beaten up and thrown out, and they try to take your uh, you try to take a picture of the guy. I tried and succeeded. I went out. I see, I see Stella in the crowd, and I just give her a thumbs-up sign. Yeah. What's great about uh, Bertoni, and I've said this so many times, so it seems like I'm repeating myself, but he does this this cool little like head bob kind of thing when he's talking, or just, I, I don't know, when he's excited. And so he, uh, th- I didn't see him rush over there. I just see him emerge from the black curtain, <laughs> give me the thumbs up, smile, and give the head bob. And I turn back to John. He's next to me, and and I turn around to to Don, and I'm like, "What just happened? It was, wow." I, I was close to fainting. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was that was a crazy like ten fifteen seconds. And I really there was silence after that after they went to the curtain. So I thought they were gonna go like carry him out like like a Millhouse style after Nelson beat him up. I really didn't know what was going to happen, but he survived and he got the picture, and it was awesome. That he did. Well, it I looks- did not realize the danger, truth be told. I was just, like, in the moment, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm going behind. Like, worst that they'll do is tell me to leave. Like, because you only have, like, a few seconds for some of these, like, you know, photo yeah. ops. Yep. And, like, so, uh, like, your mind's just, like, in the zone, like, get this as fast as I can. Well, I think Don has the, uh, do you have the clip now? It'll be really fun to hear it. It'll be really think- fun to see Stella, too. Like, I'm just stiff as a surfboard. Yeah, and I I feel like I was I was if you can look sheepish like when you were like beckoning me over there I'm like are you going up there too? <laughs> <laughs> it was I don't know it was just very nerve wracking. It, it, it sounded funny like it sounded like Stella, Stella was like are you coming with me? I needed a supportive body and uh, an emotional companion and there was Josh taking up the slug. I just listened to the first four seconds. Are you coming with me? I'm scared. <laughs> oh, gosh. That'll be ingrained. You know, I've I've contacted her or, like, her site a couple times, but maybe I'm not good enough yet. I'll have to build up my resume. She's probably, like, really, really, really busy because she, like, voices every single person in the world. That is quite true. 
If you do not know who Tara Strong is, like, you've heard her on, like, stuff. Okay, I have it here. I want to see if I can route the sound into the call, which will take my voice away because the microphone won't be picking up my sound anymore. So, um, if I need to talk to you, I'll type. Well, <laughs> all right. Are you calling I'm, uh, Oh, I'm calling <laughs> This is your moment. Signing my Batgirl cape. Nice, I have this one too. Oh, you have the same one? Uh-huh. How are you? Nice to see you. How have you been? She does a uh, Batgirl podcast. Oh, yeah, I do. Yes. Both uh, very big fans of your portrayal of Barbara Gordon. Thank you. I love doing it. What would be the two shows I should mention most in my direction? Where most people care about the most? I think it's probably the Powerpuff Girls, Audio is going to be hard. We'll get the promo quickly, though. Can we get a promo for you for her from uh, from you for her Batgirl podcast? Yeah. Um, this is Tara Strong, and you're listening to Batgirl Batgirl to Oracle. Ready? Yeah. This is Tara Strong, and you're listening to Batgirl to Oracle. Thank awesome. you so much. I loved I loved you as Timmy Turner too. <laughs> I'm gonna say hi to Sarah. Hi. Hi. I met you last year. Are you good? Yeah. Did you try to call me? <laughs> I don't think I call you, but uh, <laughs> what? For a <laughs> he is a creepy man. Spider-Man called to talk about your time as Barry. <laughs> It was precious to a lot. We were watching clips from it last night, and one of our one of our lines that we were cracking up at is when um, you and um, Peter are telling Aunt May and Aunt Anna that you're getting married, and you say the line, Aunt Anna, I may have partial amnesia. Oh, thank you. <laughs> do, do you remember that one? Yes, I have part- yes. Oh. Very funny. Oh, go, go ahead and sign for him. Oh, absolutely. That was before you turned in the water. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my friend no might try and yeah, I was watching you. No yeah, no competition. Stuff it was all Nothing like that. Me and my friend <laughs> might try and get a picture with you uh, um, after it wraps up. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I love how that's how it ends. Oh my. Oh my. Spider-Man just made his way onto my podcast. (laughs) 
That was fantastic. <laughs> ba, 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 ba. Uh, that was wow. Wow. Oh, leave that in there. Oh man. That was all. And I love how like what was she talking about? Like like some guy on the internet. Yeah, like I wanted to hear the rest of this story, but like this guy came up to us and interrupted. She's like, Yeah, I signed it like she's like she like accidentally agreed to do some like some fan film. Yeah. Uh, sorry about that guys. Uh, oh no, no, don't you um, evidently the next track in my iTunes library was a Spider Man track. It actually worked out perfectly. <laughs> I agree. I, I agree with Liz and Tony. Yeah, I agree with Liz. Who's Tony? Liz is Are right. you talking about Tony uh Tony Stark? When That's we were... what they said in Wedding of Iron Man. I agree with Tony. Yeah, plus they were all like looking at him. I remember we were commenting on that. So just to clarify, when I send her this uh, friend request um, that she signed your Batgirl, right? Wait, you're sending this friend request to Tara Strong? Oh, he does this. He does this all the time. Is she on Facebook? Yeah. She signed your Batgirl, right? Yeah. Wait, you're going to connect me somehow? Oh, I have six mutual friends with Tara Strong. But it says she's a page. I see a Tara Strong. I see a friend. Yeah, let's see. I Do see. I oh, I see. Oh, she's friends with Josh Keaton, Charlie Newmeyer, Crypto the Superdog. I don't think we have any uh, Forest Hill High School. Oh, um, uh, she's she, she cosplaying as like uh, the wife from the Mo- the Adams Family in one picture. Okay, well, we got off track somehow, but that's, we're, that's we're still recording, aren't we? I know, <laughs> right? Um, so that was sad. Tara Strong. Well, Saturday. our reactions. Wait, are we all going to friend her right now? Uh, <laughs> I already did. Oh, God. What did you say? That I'm friends with the girl whose Batgirl you signed at SDCC. That sounds creepy. I'm just going to friend request her. She's got, like, I was there, too, but I missed her panel, sadly. Please only send this request if you know her personally. That's unfortunate. Um, what if I send it as Batgirl to Oracle? Can she you? has 5,000 friends. Oh not, my not God. Now people. I have to bleep <laughs> that out. Not all these people know her personally. Yeah, she knows all 5,000 of these people. What if she knows those Oh, geez. it just says sorry. The user already has too many friends. Yeah, five, like, oh. the same thing with Stanley. Stanley has 5,000 friends. You can't have any more than that. That's the limit. That's too bad. Well. I'll try Saratoga Valentine. I'm still, I'm still laughing about that, that, that classic like, like sound blip. <laughs> <laughs> this guy asked me to do a fan film, and then all of a sudden, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> that was delicious. We should have her like on for classics and like do do the Mary Jane recap lines. Like just like just just get her. Like I mean, if she's gonna do a fan film, okay, she doesn't have to be on for the episode, but like just like call her once a month and say these are the lines that you need to record, and we'll edit it into the show in our recaps. Um, so that, so Joe Q, all that stuff happened. I left to meet my friend. What did you guys do in the interim? Did we try to get, we had dinner. I didn't think you ate that night. That was Captain America night. Zach, there was the dinner fiasco. Oh, we, we, no, we went to like the, like the mall area and they ate. Oh, okay. And there was this girl in the, like, who came out of the bathroom and was like, you say something to me? You saying something to me? No, I was saying something to my friend. Uh-huh. Wait, are you being serious? Yes. Yeah. yeah this, this actually happened. No, I'm talking yeah. to us, talking to this other person in, in, on, on, the, on the walk. Where was Zach? Because he told me that he didn't eat anything. He was yeah. unconscious in the hotel. Again? We oh, went back to the hotel for like a minute, and he falls asleep on the, couch, on the bed, and we cannot wake him up by any decent effort. 
that's not going to like you know jeopardize his innocence. He, we can't wake him up. <laughs> oh my. So you got yeah, you guys head out, and then we all so we all met up and we saw Captain America. We met up with Eddie and uh, yeah, in the line and, his wife. and Mrs. Eddie. Yeah. And uh, what were your reactions on this? If people haven't seen uh, the the video, the vlog. We're watching Cap America at the end of SDCC. I love Rent. Yeah. Five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred minutes. Uh, yeah. That's how long you have to wait to get in Hall H. Five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred minutes. You'll probably net if you wait in line now. You'll probably be there for next year's panel. That could, yeah, could work. Um, we we saw Amazing Spider-Man trailer, which I think all of us thought it was pretty good looking. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Pretty sexy. Compared to the crawl spacers, which were not as enthusiastic about it. Oh my! I, I, I heard about that. <laughs> I was I was a little saddened that they didn't think it looked good. And then we saw Captain America, which I think all of us thought was really good. I like. I, I I wasn't as like high on it as you guys were, but I still right. genuinely enjoyed the movie. Well, it's better than Green Lantern, and that's all anyone can ask for. And uh, and then we waited to the end, and we saw this great trailer for Avengers. Avengers. The Avengers. Yes. Holy heck, that was good. Yeah. I was just thinking about today um, the lineup of, of movies for next year, and I think SDCC will be happening before The Dark Knight, at least, so that might be uh, something interesting. <laughs> The Avengers, The Dark Knight Rises, and The Amazing Spider-Man next summer is going to rock. Yeah. Plus, is Superman coming out next summer, too? No, it got delayed. I mean, it was going to be next winter, and it got delayed to the following summer. Oh, okay. So it's summer 13. Wait, 13? Yeah. It was was slated for December 12, and it got pushed back to summer 13. What? Which, if you know, if you think about it, it, makes sense because they've already started filming, and they just just recently cast Perry White. That that kind of made me like like. I guess. And that's this was the night after we video logged that we did Marvel trivia, and that was interesting. I think did I win? I don't remember who won. Or I was Josh I was just about to ask. I that. think Josh Bertone won. Yeah. What? Excellent <laughs> questions or no? Maybe I did. <laughs> After he got all those excellent questions that he had no idea about. Yes, and then like like you guys would get questions like Doctor Otto Octavius is which Spider Man villain? (laughs) (laughs) And you were getting the most random ass nineties X Men questions. Yeah, it. I know Daredevil really well. I know Fantastic Four really well. I know Spider Man really well. Everything else like. I'm vaguely familiar. And if there is yeah. one Marvel franchise X-Men, that would really, really be hard to really be hard on the continuity, it's definitely X Men. Especially, yeah, since there are so many, I don't know, main characters if you can call them that. And it's a very broad universe. Yeah, my trivia game was strange in that there were really easy questions and then very hard ones. But I wonder if we had an X Men expert, if he would have thought that the questions we missed were really dumb. I know the, the game was just impossible. <laughs> And there were no other alternatives to it. They, it. Yeah, the X-Men questions were pretty... I remember... There was like an Omega Red question, like, what is his alter ego? I have no idea. We used to there were a couple of Omega Red questions, weren't there? Yeah. We used to have an X-Men board game that was also, like, complicated as all get-out. So, like, anything X... Like, you're Can in you bring Xavier... bring it next year? 
Oh, I, dude, I don't know where that thing is forever. Like, my dad had it when, when we were, like, when, when he and my mom first split up. Like, that was one of the things he got at the house because, like, you know, it's not to get all, like, personal story, but, like, when they split up, like, my dad didn't have anything to entertain us while we were there. So, like, he got that board game and we would play it. And, like, every time we played it, we had to take out the rule book because we had no idea what we were doing. Like, you're in Xavier's mansion and there's different floors. And, like, you're going to these different floors, and, like, you're attacking people with character cards, and, like, it's just it's just as confusing as the comics. And then, like, oh, we had, na- well, we had like, neighbor kids come over to play it with us sometimes, and, like, oh, I'm going to ask my dad about that. He's coming over this weekend. Remember that X-Men game that confused the heck out of us? <laughs> oh, and then that's when we shared personal stories, I think. And well, I brought Munchkin. The closet. You bought Munchkin. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We should try we that didn't... next year. We didn't play much because we were so sleepy and tired, yeah. and then we ended up watching Trapped in the Closet and oh sharing personal life stories. Yeah, personal life stories. Yeah, we, we, we were really trying to get each other, get to know each other more, so we like yeah, revealed our secret identities. And everything. We watched yeah. Partners, uh, an amazing Spider-Man episode. Oh yes, yes, we, with the baby. I think I probably oh. fell asleep for that part. Change yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, I love it! I've never done this. weakness is that he cares too much. Quickly, change my diaper. And what's <laughs> funny is the entire weekend we well, you guys kept quoting the uh, the ninety. Hello, friend, and then we all got into that. Hello, friend. If you look at friend in a dictionary, it says nothing about stealing one's girlfriend. We could say that. We could say that for years. But I didn't. What? But I think it was John who didn't realize that these were, like, multiple episodes. He's like, wait, how many times does Harry do this in the series? But <laughs> <laughs> you did, and for that I can never forgive you. Thanks a lot, pal. This is just I, not my dude. friend. Wow. I think um, Saturday was probably the, the, the most fun, or Sunday, because of the, the special narrations by Josh. And then we come to Sunday, and this is... I mean, Friday, you know, Josh unfortunately said the sad thing about, well, it's 50% over. And now yeah. you're like, oh, wow, it's the last day of the convention. And so you're kind of already in a, in a slight damper. So I think the only big thing we had for Dustin was the Young Justice. Did anything happen before that? I don't think so. I, I know we missed a lot of stuff. Oh, Steve Wacker. Oh, oh, oh yeah, you stupid. Too. Yeah, um, uh, me and Josh, uh, we agreed at the spider panel because at the spider panel at the end of that, we both run up to Steve Wacker and say, hey, can you take a picture with this crawl space sign? And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. He takes one look at the sign and it's like, wait a minute. Is this that crawl space? And me and Josh like menacingly like nod our heads. Mm-hmm. So he takes a picture and we says, can we get an interview maybe this weekend? He says, um, try Sunday morning. I'll, I might have some time then. So Sunday morning comes around and I'm taking pictures around. Josh is like waiting for him. Then he's texting me and says, get back here now. So Wacker comes bearing a, a poster and some cookies. At the time, we didn't know that they were, whether they were poisoned or not, but they weren't so far. And um, he gave us about like a half hour interview, which was really good. Yeah. Did you guys throughout when when was the Eric Larson interview? Was that also Sunday? Yeah, that was later. That was later in the day when you and Zach came along. We we ran into him and just kind of like like faked an interview with him. Um, I think I remember Sunday was the Doctor Who panel, and I contemplated the ifs oh, yeah. of yeah, going yeah. to the Doctor Who panel. But like it was the last, it, I would have had to leave right from the Doctor Who panel to go to the airport, right. and I would have had to sit in line all morning going through all the other panels to get to Doctor Who. 
It, it, it was going to be in Ballroom 20, which is where the Batman Year One thing was, which okay. was 4,500 seat room, which means you're in a chair, and Matt Smith and Karen Gillum are these little bitty dots of life far, far off on the horizon, and they're put up on screens. So it's basically like you're watching them on TV. And I knew they weren't going to reveal anything that was, you know, going to be that spectacular because that's not how the show rolls. So I decided to ixnay that and spend time with friends instead. And Stella and I got to wander all over the floor, and that was really fun. Y'all did have the Steve Wacker interview, and then we all went up to see Danica McKellar. We went yeah, to see so Danica McKellar. Was... She was um, she was very she was dressed very nice. She was very pretty, and and John had himself like a. <laughs> he was very excited. I feel like, uh, oh, what were well, you gonna say, John? I was very excited. I grew up with the Wonder Years. Like that was on whenever I was young. Yeah. And so you know, I, you know, Winnie Cooper is about my age, maybe just a couple of years older. And so that was like part of my growing up experience was watching this beautiful teenage girl romance on TV. <sighs> And then to find out, like, later in life, after I became a mathematics person in school, found out she's doing work in mathematics and helping girls who have, you know, like, learning difficulties in math, helping them succeed. She's doing research in that area and writing books and such. So so to find out this beautiful girl is, you know, a math genius, too, made me very, very happy. And I finally got to meet her and um, get a picture with her. And it didn't creep her out at all, I hope yeah, it was very respectable um, to, to um, I guess that wasn't respectable, but um, <laughs> to hear that uh, she was doing that and, and really helping kids with math, which is such a difficult subject for many people, um, that was just great to hear. Uh, and I was, I was lucky because I got to, uh, Dustin again gave me the chance to interview her, and uh, it was funny because I think, Josh, did you ask to do that interview or like throw no no he, oh. he was wondering if I should try to get a promo from her oh okay because and that's I what him, yeah and what did he say in response to that okay you know we're gonna have Stella because she's a girl and it's different trying to get it from a girl than a creepy guy <laughs> oh, <my gosh. laughs> oh you really sound like him it makes me smile so. What, first off, I mean, she noticed I had a black canary shirt on. And I oh, really? That was cool. Yeah. She's like, oh, I really like your shirt. And then she said, did you know Marina uh, Bacarin was here? And I said, oh, no, I missed her. And it was just great, number one, that she knew it was black canary. Number two, that she knew someone, not just an actress, but who that actress actually played, you know, on Justice League. So I thought that was great. And she was just really nice. And it didn't seem like she changed it at all. Um, like even physically, I would say like she still looks, um, young and, and really pretty and the Winnie Cooper that we all know and love. And then, well, Josh, you had, did you have back to back interviews or did you just have one? Uh, what do you mean? With, oh, that's uh, to Josh. I mean, <laughs> Don, did you have back to back, uh, interviews or I interviewed Greg Wiseman technically for the second time because I interviewed him. On the Spec Webs podcast last year, he had no idea who he was. And I interviewed Brandon Vietti, and I believe that was the interviews that I did. I believe you interviewed one of the. Okay, was it an art director or was it somebody oh, else? 
he was not an art director, but we were wondering who is this person. So I do reconnaissance for the man, a.k.a. Dustin, because, you know, I want to please him and everything. And so I go over to the lady next to us, kind of a middle-aged looking lady. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm looking at her stuff and I'm like, well, who is this guy? And so, you know, she shows me who it is. And it says art director. And then when I start it, he's like, oh, no, lead character designer. And I'm like, oh. And so I say something like, oh, well, you learn something every day. And already you feel bad, like, oh, no, Dustin's going to kill me out back after this. And um, <laughs> but then, you know, I asked my first question and he was talking. And then he kind of went off and, like, wasn't sure where he went. So he said, I'm sorry, could we, could we start over? And Dustin's like, yeah, let's do that. So we got a drink of water and we start over. And I had the correct title and everything so that was probably i guess that would have been the poorest compared to um katie sackhoff but i mean that was uh dustin reassured me after he cut he said it wasn't your fault and i said yeah i just got you know the information you know you just don't want to be whipped afterwards but um (laughs) that's an image (laughs) well i think i think you ended up interviewing the most celebrities i believe stella because you you did uh, Dan, Danica McKellar, you did Kate Sackhoff, you did uh, Adam Westbrook or Julie Newmar. You had like the most of the Hollywood creme de la creme. Yeah, and I, and I somewhat feel bad for that just because, <clears throat> I mean, you guys certainly are are equal and and perhaps even more so deserving to to get that slot. So I appreciate you uh, letting me let me letting me take that opportunity. Oh, I only did no, it grudgingly. <laughs> I'm getting the anthrax any day now, right? You got me changing address, right? Because I moved in July, so. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. No worries. Okay. I do have to say, so this is, oh, you know, right before I guess this wrapped up, John, John was, he was going to leave. Yeah, I left on Sunday because I had school Monday morning. Yeah. Um, do y'all want to hear the stupid part, though? Was canceled. Oh, I heard about this. Are yes. you being serious? I was very. I got. To, I got back home three thirty in the morning. Uh huh. I did not make it to class the next morning. Oh. So. You overslept. Is that what you're saying? I decided. I class was canceled. Huh? I thought class was canceled. That's why I was angry. I was like, "What? They cancel it?" No. I'm getting my days mixed up, but I, I don't remember now. And the class was canceled that one day that week. But I, remember, I I didn't think it was the day that I got back. But um, but something happened, anyways. Something horrible happened, anyway. But that was that was yeah the first person leaving our party. That was pretty. Um, it, it was a shock to the system, I think, for for a little bit. But we got but we got a, a picture of all of us, which is really nice. And I just realized, you know, before I was leaving, just how cool it was to have these friends. And you know, I I'd known Josh and Don and Zach to a lesser extent, but I'd known all of them for well over a year. And talked to them a whole bunch. It was really, really cool seeing them in person. But then, like, you know, Stella, you and I really hadn't talked a whole lot. I felt like we got yeah. to be real friends yeah. this few days. So it was sure. just, it was very, very sad to be leaving everybody. But I did, and I kept my chin up and walked away and never looked back. The sun <laughs> set behind me. Oh, my. And you dropped your mask to the ground. I did. And, and, and you know I, what happened? I got to the hotel and I was checking out, and the hotel lady asked if she could steal my pass and use it to get sneak into the convention. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, really? <laughs> yes, she did. So I thought, well, what the hell? So I let her have my pass. Oh, I wonder if it worked. Well, whenever I was leaving one day, I don't know if it was that day or some other day, there was some other girl who uh, was 
you know, kind of flash her badge as she walked in. She didn't flash it well enough, though. Like it was back. It was, she flashed it backwards. They asked her to turn it around, which brought her to their attention. So as she turned it around, they looked at the name on it, and it was a guy's name. And they mm-hmm. her in. I remember like seeing something like that. Like, so I'm hoping that that hotel girl was able to get in. Hotel girl, if you're out there, I hope it went well. <gasps> and, and if you're done serving your prison sentence, please talk about it. Oh my. Yeah, and then we were done, and we were bidding adieu to to Dustin. Yeah, I gave, well, I gave him a firm handshake. He knows it. The funny thing is, that day, like, my cousin had emailed me the night before, hey, we're in California. We're thinking about maybe coming down to Comic-Con tomorrow. If we, <laughs> there, we see you. And I'm like, yeah, sure. And then, like, I realized after I sent that message, wait, you're just thinking about coming to Comic-Con months after tickets have been sold out? <laughs> and we're, we're, and, like, not... <laughs> Like, it took us, like, six months to plan this. You're just thinking about it now. Yeah, go ahead. Come on down. Could you imagine if that happened, that they got in, how angry we all would have been? We would have been incensed. (laughs) We we know a guy that gives free tickets and a free hotel room. Did we not tell you? Wait, are you being serious? No. (laughs) That that was an awful, an awful joke. No, but, but, I mean, they, they really did email me. Yes, yeah, so we bid adieu to Dustin, and I would like to do a character spotlight in 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 the vein of the Batman universe, if we could, on Dustin. Of the Batman. <laughs> Dustin first appeared in like November twelfth, nineteen first appearance, Batman Universe episode one. It's on Potomatic.com. <laughs> well, so Dustin has this. Um, no, I don't know too much about Dustin, and I don't know if we. I mean, it's not our place to reveal too much about his character history because you guys. <laughs> you know, you know much you probably know more about him and I don't know if he listens to me well heck he's online is he He really should we bring him what if we brought him on well I I don't want to embarrass him I really don't think he would come on I just asked him if he's on let's see what he says let's let's like this is like the Kava Joe panel you never know who will stop by (laughs) (laughs) alright this is Dustin uh, you listen to the Batgirl to Dustin podcast. I take- <laughs> Stella's on a hiatus because she screwed up um, that guy's uh, Young Justice uh, their uh, their job title. So, all right, we're going to be reviewing some news for them for the week of August eighth. I was really hoping that Dustin would uh, reply to my message, so He's I wouldn't have to stop. He might be. He's not, but he he's always online. Like, like like his Skype is green like at all hours. Yeah, I have noticed that. Brad's on. Um, I did notice that too. He's probably editing, editing with my ding ding arms the podcast. Anyway, so as a, a brief character spotlight on uh, on Dustin, I don't want to embarrass him or anything, but Dustin has this 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 very strange influence, I think, over people, and maybe it's just me being a first timer to to him and and really having a conversation, but. Up to now, I've really only had Skype conversations with him, and he would, you know, ask a question, and I would give, like, a, you know, a very succinct answer, and, or, you know, he would tell me to do something, I'd be like, yes, sir, and, and I would do it. And um, it's just, like, the power of his voice, maybe. But being in his presence, you very much want to, like, please him and do right by him, and, and what he, you know, you listen to him when he speaks to you, and uh, is this just me, or do you also feel this? Oh, definitely. <laughs> When I, it's um, not only we feel this, but like the rest of the world feels it because just <laughs> makes things happen. Oh, it's true. Like I said, he said, "I'll get you in." Yeah, that Adam Western was filled, and like they never responded to his email. Yeah. He got you in. Yeah, somehow when, it happened. 
when um when uh we were in panic mode during the uh the press passes before the Comic Con and um I I got my gotten mine in and I was wondering like okay Dustin am I getting my in? And he went on went off on like a uh, biblical biblical level rant on Yes, I'm getting you in. After the march down there and burn all of San Diego Comic Con and the entire city of San Diego got down, I'm getting you in. And I'm like, wow, thank you. You won't be thanking me when you get there. I'm working oh you. Gosh. I'll be cracking the whip over your back at noon at night. Oh gosh, that sounds like him. <laughs> but he's he's also really fun though, um, because he's he's very down to business. I think when you talk to him on Skype, but in person he was cracking jokes. And I remember when Don attacked that Furby. No, not a Furby. What is it? A furry. Sorry, not a furby. A furry and he's like he was doing an impression of it and it, it made me laugh. But um but no, I, I, I owe a lot to him and I wasn't even under press for him, but just him giving me the chance and the opportunity to to interview people. I mean I've already thanked him several times, but seriously I I'm very appreciative of that. He's he's a he's a good man. Yeah, for sure. I guess we, we've come, so Sunday night was just kind of a, a fun time. We we went swimming. First time that we had to go to the pool, the yeah, whole... it's true. Mm-hmm. We met people. Certain people were left to sharks. <laughs> and, um, then we came back and we went to, Wen- well, before Wendy's, we got to, we had some reading hour with Josh Bertoni. Yes, uh, my Mary Jane novels that I bought, and oh my, we met we met you know a robot named Floyd who stole our hearts, Floyd, and let's face yeah. it, probably stole America's hearts. Oh boy! And, uh, but was taken away from us much before his time by the drunken antics of uh, Mary Jane's father, Philip Watson. Oh gosh, yeah, irredeemable to be sure. <laughs> we went to Wendy's and we we like ate until closing time. That was fun. We went back, and I think I think uh, was that this was that fan it. fiction hour? Yes, it is. Oh God! I was disturbed. Can you explain to us about fan fiction? Uh, well, well, yeah. Use your imagination to come up with the most wrong thing that you could think of oh about God. your favorite fictional characters. Chances are, it's on fanfiction.net. It's true. It's true. For, for those of you who listened to previous episodes with Michael Bailey, you know he was educated on how Arthur, the little aardvark with glasses, who took America's hearts with his dog pal and the antics with his sister D.W. Oh, Arthur, I wonder how he's doing today. Well, if fanfiction.net's to be believed, Arthur isn't doing so well today. At age 14, due to the abandonment felt by his friend Buster, Arthur took his own life. Um, Arthur's friends were not doing so well as, as either. A moose named George, who you may not remember <laughs> the Arthur series, because, hey, his name wasn't Buster. Uh, he was dyslexic. He was still in fourth grade at age 13. I think his mom, like, became a stripper or something. Oh, my gosh. And he, he committed suicide. It's, it was really sad. <laughs> Gotta go. Gotta go. Get into the bridge. And then it was weird because then Josh and I decided to um, really dissect the grammar because it was in first person, then and all of a sudden it says he dies. <laughs> yes, and then in, in, in the notes, so, um, you know, we, we were very upset about the loss of George, you know, and uh, and then Arthur, too, and then Floyd was just, you know, first, that whole day was like a kick in the nuts, because first John left, and it's like, ow, I just got kicked in the nuts. 
And then, you know, we read about Floyd, and then it was like the kick in the nuts, like, you know, I got kicked again. And at this point, I'm on the ground, you know, and I'm practically bleeding. And then, like, Arthur and George, like, it's like somebody took my skull and, like, slammed it into the wall, and it's just, why is this happening to me? And then you were going to say took your skull and slammed it into your nuts since you're doing that. <laughs> it's just, you know, and then Comic-Con's over, and it's just, you know, these emotions everywhere, and it's... I, I, I couldn't go on any further. I wanted to join Floyd, you know, and do what Arthur did. But then I remembered, you know, that's just what Philip Watson wants. It's true. It's true. And I will honor Floyd's memory. We did wonder there may be a continuity error of how George actually got the note, you know, delivered to whomever. Because he and, and how oh, he got no. to the bridge, remember? Yes. Well, here's the deal. Um, oh, you found out? Okay. George, yes, because there's another fanfic. What happened was, um, you know, George, you know, uh, everything in his life was going well, you know, and he had a girlfriend, you know, in his school, you know, named, I guess, let's say he was dating Francine, even though she turned out to be a lesbian, but, you know, D.W. and uh, Arthur's dog, Pal, they were not too happy about this union. So D.W. turns to Pal and says, you know, you're a spy, right? How good are you at forgery? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) <laughs> I'm really, really sorry for all the Batgirl, the Oracle listeners who don't get these inside jokes from oh, Daredevil. Dear, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm all raising. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just check out Heather Glenn and you may get a glimpse. Yeah. <laughs> What's funny about that night was that um, me and Zach were like kind of, I was, Zach was already asleep. I was kind of falling asleep. So I was like laying down with my eyes closed and I couldn't help but like my ears had to pick up what you guys were saying and just, you and Josh were reading that horrible Arthur story, and Arthur started swearing at DW, and I started—I couldn't help but like, like, like sit up and start laughing because it was so ridiculous, and it was just—that was an experience in itself. Well, as you guys can hear, um, uh, no, Stella, he's not ignoring it. He's just his Skype is always online. That's just the way it is. As you guys can know by hearing us, we all became very, very close and formed many, many inside jokes. And for all the listeners who've listened to this, who have no clue what we're talking about half the time, are thinking that's not a funny joke. Why are they laughing? Um, that just shows how close we all are. And if you come to San Diego with us next year and pay for our hotel, you can be part of you can be part of this camaraderie too. Yeah, you too. We have friends. That's right, friendship. I mean, because without friends, well, look what happened to Arthur. <laughs> and what would Facebook be? <laughs> Just text one eight hundred Beggarly Oracle at, at gmail dot com. Oh my! I was actually trying to find um, George. What's it called? The George and the Grape. <laughs> I was wondering if you could read that. I don't remember what. Where, it's where like George, where J- Jason Alexander morphs into a, a fruit, <laughs> and Kramer eats him. Yeah. Is that what happened? Oh! Did you miss that? I may mean, I mean, passed out from incredulity at that point. So where were we? Oh, fan fiction. Okay, then the night has the night dwindles to an end. We wake up. It's time to leave. Zach goes first, and then we were waiting for. And Don and I were really we were pulling it, uh, just trying to draw it out as long as possible, and. Um, that, that was helped by the fact that Zach left so many things in the hotel room. That's true. Zach did leave a lot of things, and me being the girl, I guess I was just trying to help the guys out clean up, and I was just finding everything. We found some of John's school stuff. I found uh, binoculars of Zach, some um, contact solution of Zach's, which I ended up taking because it was a nice little cute bottle that I could take on the airplane. Found a comic book of Zach's. Found a Clone Saga figure. Wait, it was Ben Riley figure under the bed of Zach. No, the- 
funny thing was, you're like, you know, your whole body's under the bed, and you're going, ooh, it's the Scarlet Spider. And I'm thinking that, like, you're, you, you know, you're joking, because, like, Zach likes the Scarlet Spider, and ha, 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 the Scarlet Spider's under his bed, and, yeah, the Beatles are under my bed, and there's science under Don's bed and you know stuff like <laughs> it's like oh yeah yeah the scarlet spider's under there cool still you're like no there's a scarlet spider under here <laughs> and I'm like yup there is and then you pull him out and I'm like oh my god the figure that Zach was bragging about yeah. and uh, so then Don and I leave together because we have around the same same thing and we say goodbye to Josh and that was pretty hard I would say and Josh is taking pictures of us through the, through the <laughs> I took a picture of the van and I'm like <laughs> And I, like, put it on Facebook. My friends be taken away by the white van. Oh, that made me sad. <laughs> and uh, then Don, I could tell, is nervous. I could have actually gotten on the same flight as you, Don, because that went straight to Norfolk. I could have taken that trip. But anyways, Don is about to be late for his plane, and he tells me, okay, I think this is the end, Stella. And I give him a hug goodbye, and I quickly turn away <laughs> because tears are literally welling up in my eyes. Oh, I had no idea. I know. But we, we all went off, and, like, I, I swear I was, like, in this texting. Like, I just didn't want them to be away from me, so I kept texting them. And it was probably pretty annoying, but... But you I, had Eric Larson on your flight, right? That's true. Yeah, he was on my flight, which was kind of interesting. Very cool. And then we all landed, and I guess that's that's kind of the end of the story. So before we all depart, because this has been a, a long conversation, to be sure, how were your expect? how would you rate your expectations up to what actually happened? And were your expectations exceeded? Exceeded to the max. Uh, they they met and exceeded them almost immediately. And I, I can't remember the last time I've had high expectations that were been exceeded this much. Seriously, like it was so great to meet all you guys and just experience all these wonderful things together. That really made it a time of my life. I had a lot of horses in this race with the panels and everything because I've, I've been really excited about the new fifty two. So it was cool to hear about everything. And but but the main reason I wanted to come to San Diego from from the beginning of the planning was to meet everybody. And um, and I, we just we just had so many good times, so many good memories, you know, both clothed and naked. It was just really, oh really my, awesome. My, oh my. And, uh, you know, you started this episode by saying this was naked podcasting at its best. Stella, That's so, true. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it was really, 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 really great. And I, I would, of course, agree with everything. I, I don't think – I mean, there were some things, obviously, that I would have done differently, but um, everything that I did uh, came out with a great outcome. So I was very stoked to just be given a lot of opportunities and uh, be able to fellowship with these guys. And I have to say that one of my goals for next year is we need to fellowship with Dustin somehow. Mm. Get, get him to read fan fiction. I don't know if he would go with that. <laughs> Dustin, you know, probably knows how to party. This this is a hypothetical, but like if somehow the Dark Knight Rises were to come out like like Captain America did during the trip, Dustin would see it with us. That'll be yeah. one way to get him in there. I think it comes out the twenty second though, doesn't it? I have no idea, I really don't. Because the, oh, I, the SCCC yeah. is the twelfth through the fifteenth, so well, well is that confirmed though? Like they're not gonna change? Oh, I don't know. That's just what I um that's just what I've seen so far. but Rumors and slander. Yeah, very true. Well, final thoughts before we bid adieu? Be seeing you next year. As we go on. Oh, no, no, no. I remember. I was 13 years old. All the li- oh. sounds taller than she really is. I sound taller? Yeah. What does that mean? She, she, I sound uh, like a tall person? Yeah. Y'all, y'all think so, too, right? You sound like somebody who... 
has a lot of like um how do I say, how do I explain this exactly? I'm really trying to think like like I know what it, John means. John means that you sound a lot more. I don't know. I suppose. Ah, God, I don't know how. To, I don't know how to explain. This. Can you try, John? I, I was totally just making stuff up. I, oh gosh. I, <laughs> something. I was Fly on, Floyd lovers. Fly on, yes, yes. Thank you all for uh, for coming on, Josh, John, and Don. And uh, of course, you can all catch them on Amazing Spider-Man Classics, which I hope to at one point come on when our schedules align and then there is synergism. Yes, Looking it'll be like the that. first the first appearance, like the first uh, appearance of Floyd that everyone missed in Stanley's run. That'd be great. <laughs> that would be great. Apparently Floyd's been this big character the whole time. We've just been too busy paying attention to, like, Betty Brandt that we never noticed her. <laughs> Betty Brandt's on the show. <laughs> Betty Brandt is Floyd. Betty Brandt's really been, like, an LMD this whole time. Life model. Uh... Decoy. Yeah. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Just plain Barbara Gordon masquerading for a lark as she rides into the night on her special Batgirl cycle. Who knows? Is the dynamic duo destined to become the triumphant trio? Only time will tell us more about this dazzling dare doll. <sighs> I love a happy ending, don't you? The following audio drama is intended for mature audiences only and is rated R for mature themes and language. We here at BTO do not condone suicide, nor do we wish to glorify it. This drama is taken from the fanfiction.net story, Never Coming Home, by I Love Michael Jackson. And now, Never Coming Home. Performed by Josh Pertoni. Every day when you're walking down the street, everybody that you meet has an original point of view. And I say, what a wonderful kind of day to learn to work and play and get along with each other. You got to listen to your heart, listen to the beat, listen to the rhythm, the rhythm of the street. Open up your eyes, open up your ears, get together and make things better by working together. It's a simple message and it comes from the heart. Oh, believe in yourself. Never coming home. Fourteen-year-old Arthur Reed was crying alone in his room, blasting the song The Ghost of You by My Chemical Romance. The lyrics could relate so well to what he was dealing with. I don't know uh, the melody of this, so I'm just going to, like, you know, do it to the tune of uh, Happy Birthday to You. At the end of the world, or the last thing I see, you are never coming home. Never. Wait, that's not Happy Birthday. What is that? <laughs> What is that? Da, 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 da. Oh, no, that is happy it birthday. is happy birthday to you. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. Never come. You know. Buster Baxter, <laughs> Arthur's best friend since childhood, had been forced to move to Japan because of his mother's job transfer. He had to face the realization that his best friend was never coming home, just like the title. Yeah. All the things that you never... 
oh, and all the things that you never told me, and all the smiles that are ever, 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 get the feeling that you're never alone, and I remember now, at the top of my lungs, in my arms, she dies, she dies, I, I don't know this song, so apologies, Chemical Romance fans. This had been the reason Arthur had gone emo the summer before high school started. I promise to write you, Arthur, Buster said as the car drove away. But he hadn't ridden Arthur since. He was probably having fun in Japan, Arthur thought. Too busy to give a <laughs> about me. <laughs> flashback, flashback, flashback. Arthur had insisted that his mom take him shopping at Hard Topic. Why do you want to wear all these dark, scary clothes, Arthur? His mom had asked him when they went to the mall that day. Because, Arthur drawled, it's who I am now. I have no one to hang out with or turn to when I'm down. So why bother? Now, th this is just my commentary. Clearly, Arthur's mom is a bad parent, because instead of being like, oh my god, Arthur, I have no idea you're having emotional problems, or like, let's go to therapy, she just says, whatever. So, continuing the story, whatever, Arthur's mom said as they got into the car. Ha ha! Arthur's ten-year-old preppy sister, D.W. taunted at him. <laughs> Arthur's gone emo! Shut the f*** up! Arthur yelled, <laughs> and then started crying. <laughs> <laughs> That was two months ago. This was now, and Arthur still couldn't get over it. But what the f*** was he supposed to do? Try to fit in with all the jocks and preps and popular kids and all the other cliques? Hell no. Sure, Arthur and Buster used to hang out with Muffy Cross. <laughs> sure, Arthur and Buster used to hang out with Muffy Crosswire, Francine Frenchke, Binky Barnes, and the Brain back in the day. But ever, since, <laughs> but ever since middle school had started, they had all gone their separate ways. Muffy was now the biggest slut in the school. <laughs> Francine was a proud and loud lesbian. Binky was a stoner. And the Brain was one of those nerds that thought they were better than everyone else and George well. Arthur didn't really want to think about it. But he will! In this flashback! flashback. <laughs> the summer before 8th grade, Buster and Arthur were still tight. They still cared about George as a friend. But George didn't want to talk to anyone. Not even his closest friends from elementary school. Arthur and Buster knew George was going through some <laughs> at home. His parents got divorced. His dad had remarried some 22-year-old skank. And his mom was a raging alcoholic. Neither one of them gave a shit about George. Come to think of it, no one ever really had. George's point of view, slash suicido. <laughs> oh, gosh. Whenever I try to say something or try to make someone laugh, they always go, Shut up, George! Because I knew no one cared, and the teachers had given up on me, too. They all thought I was stupid as f because of my... <laughs> that time was a dyslexic! Still, no one gave a me and here I am, 13 years old, and about to enter the third grade again because. No <laughs> one... <laughs> people who call yourselves my best friends, oh my God. you are all are off in your own little worlds, not even caring to take the time to talk to me for five. Minutes. Well, <laughs> gotta go. 
I'm almost <laughs> up the bridge now. Gonna jump. See you in hell, mother <laughs> And then he died. <laughs> and George's POV, which apparently includes and then he died. Also, end of flashback. And all the wounds that are ever gonna scar me for all the ghosts that are never gonna catch me if I fall, if I fall down. Whoa, whoa, ha, whoa. <laughs> Arthur couldn't take it anymore. He went to the kitchen to find his dad's sharpest knife. He had to release all the pain that was inside of him, all the <laughs> that he had to go through, and all the changes he just couldn't cope with. Arthur found a blade that was sharp enough to pierce steel. He then ran to his room. Arthur dragged the blade across the tender skin of his wrist, letting the dark crimson blood come to the surface and flow. Yes, it hurt, but it was sending Arthur on a kind of high. For those of you who don't know, cutting releases endorphins. I learned that from House. <laughs> cutting, Arthur thought. He knew what he had to do. Arthur's POV, suicide, POV, suicide note, poem. To all of you who caused me all this pain, many friends I've lost and many tears I've gained, to all of you that always said you care, I knew you didn't give a because your hearts just weren't there. To all of you that said you would be there until the end, you all for calling yourselves my best friends. Arthur stabbed himself. <laughs> wow. And now a word from us kids! <laughs>